go. Hey guys, welcome back to the. Don't fuck it up again. Off the script podcast. <laughs> We're on episode number four of the 2020 yeah. series. I'm Joseph slash JZ Bodybuilding, joined by my co-host Jermaine Sully. Special yeah. guest today is goes by many names. The Hassle Tuft, Matt Tufton. I've never heard these before. <laughs> <laughs> Joe has a thing where every at the start of every time we have a guest on, he'll just come up with a bunch of nicknames that no one had before. He's just yeah. made up on the spot. And everyone yeah. has the same reaction. They're like, what? I'm yeah, what's going on here? What, what did you call sticks. What did you call Kuba when he came on? Kuba the discount code king. Oh yeah, discount code, yeah. Discount he code. He hasn't got a, a nickname, so <laughs> right, uh, let's get back on track then. So uh, we have a special guest today. Uh, Matt Tofton, uh, would you like to introduce yourself, Matt? Yeah, um, as the guy say, I'm Matt. Um, I am an amateur bodybuilder, a gym owner, um, and a um, online coach, prep coach, BT. Um, I've been competing since 2012, so we're now seven years in. Wow. Um, I own a gym uh, called Muscle Flex, which is situated in Grimsby. Uh, it's also where Tim, obviously, Who's not oh. here yet? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, um, uh, sponsor for the Barbarian this year, right? Yeah, we're the main sponsors. When I was yep. the main sponsor last year as well, but that was a gym I previously owned. Mm. Uh, but I'll sort of do anything to support bodybuilding, especially in the local areas. So, yeah, we're sponsoring the overall. All right, fantastic. We had Sam on last week. We did, yeah. We've, nice we've, well. We had Sam on, and uh, he was just talking us through. Uh, the barbarian as well so that, that'll be something i'll definitely be at so i might actually get a chance to meet you in person matt as well while i'm down there yeah yeah it was good like, um i went home after the bodybuilding but um yeah, it was a very good show there's some uh, very good athletes here considering i didn't think a lot of people would actually come to grimsby to uh, yeah out of the way. And, and especially around the time i think if it was a bit later on mm. a few people well, after the British finals, I think it only just been for the NAB. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them guys came and it, the standard was actually really good. Yeah. Uh, from what I've seen as well, like um, Sam has a, a good knack for just pulling very, like some talent. Like um, the word, person who won the overall, of course, ended up becoming a pro like a month or something later. And then um, who, who do you have guest post? Luke Sander guest post as well, didn't he? So. Yeah, Luke guest post. I think he was 12 weeks out from the Olympia. So that was... Uh, That's sick. Yeah. That was something special. Um, yeah, and he yeah, did yeah. 12 weeks out. He, he looked a bit later than that, to be fair. Um, yeah. And Luke put on a really good show. Mm. Uh, it did turn into a very strange sort of shirts off competition just after <laughs> that. But Luke ended up emceeing. And that was yeah. one of the bizarre things I've ever seen at Bodybuilding. <laughs> It does come across as like a very laid-back environment, which I think is fantastic. Um, yeah, I think especially with being in Grimsby, um, it was a lot of people as the first bodybuilding show they've actually come to. Mm. So I think they'd have gone away having a good experience because it was. Like, he's not a very good comedian, but he did try. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> but I think There's some he, charm. Yeah. He was uh, it was good. He, he was good on the mic, and um, right. I think people went away from it thinking hopefully there'll be a number one and obviously there is and I think this one will be even bigger technically he's, he's probably pulled in an even bigger name this year um, 
mean, I know obviously, I, I mean, in terms of like actual status being the radio. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah um, Kamal is, Kamal's been doing a bunch of tours, hasn't he, the past couple of months as well. So he's yeah. a commodity for sure. Yeah, and I think he's, I was there at the Olympia last year and he was insane. So yeah. I hope he'll, um, he'll be in good nick for the guest yeah. as well. Yeah. So coming coming back to you, how old are you now, Matt? If you don't mind me asking. Thirty. Thirty. So you've been competing since you were twenty three. Yeah, I got the last year of juniors. Um, okay. Yeah, my first show was the UK BFF, yeah. um, Northeast in Leeds junior show. Right. Um, that show actually, that was I think that was Anth Bales's first UK BFF show. Oh, okay. It was also Sassan's. First UK BFF show. Wow. Um, I think, yeah, I think Anthony is the heavyweights, but he didn't win the overall. Mm. He was beaten in the overall by um, Ricardo Correa, who's oh, really? okay. a rude wow. boy, whatever. Yeah, who's yeah, yeah. He's now pro. Anthony then went and turned pro only a few months later. Yeah. So that's obviously a pro now. Um, it's like that, quite the stacked show then. It was a really good choice. Yeah, I think that was, that was the year that Luke came onto the scene as well because mm. I won the show I won my category and I ended up looking, started looking it was the first I'd never really sort of been into the body like the amateur scene at all really yeah um, then that was when you started doing the thing where you started looking on Instagram well yeah it was Instagram around then or fake yeah I think Instagram was there yeah um, you started looking oh who am I going to go up against in the finals yeah and then just seen I saw a video of uh, someone who just won the um, the look London show, and that was James Olin dead. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another kid who just done his first show, and that turned out to be Luke Sander. Wow. Um, but he, um, he ended up being too old to actually. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. The British yeah. final. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think, I think James came second actually that year, actually. Um, but yeah, that, I didn't have a clue what I was doing for the first show. I literally, <laughs> like, I was the person who was just reading stuff on the internet. Yeah, I'm just, just doing it like forums, um, anything. I, I ended up cutting water on the Friday night, um, and the show was on the Sunday. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I literally winged it, and I think, yeah. and then of the that show, they had a morning show and then an evening show, whereas they're all mm -hmm. sort of so I went all the way through till Sunday night, yeah, without any water. Blooming. I uh, I put forty eight pound on it three days. <laughs> <laughs> what were you carving up on? Oh nothing. This was potion. This was the the rebound. Oh, post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the carb up. Um, I shitloaded. So right. I put the water on Friday night, and then yeah. I just I think it was a, an article I read on T Nation, and it was just eating pizza and burgers. Out. Well, that's not the <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, the pros are doing it. And I have no water for 24 hours. And if you try and eat burgers and pizza and mm. cheesecake, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can imagine. But I woke up absolutely bone dry, as you can imagine. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I look pretty ill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's how you show. know you're doing all right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I ended up winning the show. And then I, I couldn't even get rid of the rebound for the finals. But it took more like five, five weeks later, I was still holding water. But I just so when I coach people, when I tell them, trust me, just 
stay off the food, off the shit yeah, food yeah. for days. It, it comes from experience. Um, yeah. Because I've been there. I've probably made all the mistakes and done things that, like most people should do, and that's just because I, I didn't do anything. The whole diet, I, I, it was literally nothing got measured in terms of actual weight. It was just one of, two of, like yeah. one sweet potato, two sweet, it didn't even matter what size. Fish the rice cake. Pretty much, it was just like yeah. one cooking breast or one tin of tuna, and I'll and then like one slice. I didn't weigh anything, um, and I just I was just winging it. Basic as you can get, really. Yeah. Hey, but if it works, yeah. That's the thing. I probably I probably couldn't even replicate it. You know, one really? of the where the the more you learn, sometimes like a little bit of knowledge gets dangerous, and you start to overthink things. Yeah. But I think sometimes we'd all like to go back. Uh, and sort of forget everything we know because I didn't question yeah. anything. I'm just going to do this, and it's how I actually feel right now. Obviously, it's the first time I've had a proper coach in a number of years, and I, I'm just just doing it. I'm not yeah. thinking, uh, and it feels like it's the best progress I've made in a long time because, in terms of my own body building, I'm just on autopilot, just following yeah. instructions and not overthinking or well, not even thinking. I'm just doing. Yeah. Wow. I don't think that's a lot of people end up coming unstuck. Like I'm questioning everything. Yeah. I'm doing trying to trying to come up with this perfect plan mm. um, that they get caught up without actually doing the nuance. Yeah, caught up in all the yeah. I, I, I can't remember who said. I'm sure I said it probably in the last episode. But we we're talking about um, what what the beginners and a lot of people miss. And I think people yeah. they miss the big picture. Yeah, definitely. So they, they end up focusing on all the like little bits and pieces. And you're seeing that more and more now, I think. Um, especially like now there's a lot more information out there. People are going for like the, t- the smallest thing, but they're missing like the one big thing, for example, which is, look, to, to lose weight, you need to drop food. Like yeah. missing the simple stuff. Um, That's the thing. I mean, I, I think social media is probably a lot to support for that. Um, but like I say, a lot of people are staying with, so many people are concentrating on that 5% mm. that they're missing the 95%. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've made jokes out of it recently and stuff like that. I mean, and I know Cuba's the one for it. Like, yeah. I see everyone in these like, spectacles that are blocking. <laughs> yeah, the blue light blockers. <laughs> I know we've got to go with Cuba about his little nasal strip. But to be fair, Cuba's one of those that can do that because he ticks every box and then yeah. everything after that. Oh, then I only think <laughs> they're not the actual ones are they no okay thank god but you've that. got people that they're they're skipping meals and yeah. they're yeah. they're not then they're missing reps or they're missing sessions yeah. and then they're going home to post on instagram that they've got these glasses all these sleep apps all these <laughs> activity trackers that measure everything yeah but they're not doing the basic stuff yeah. i think if if everything's ticked then those little things can be tiny tiny percentages that might add up to being a little bit better yeah. but if you're missing the main part they're not going to help anything 100% and I think a lot of, a lot of times people just get confused I mean there's so much information out there people just start getting confused like you listen to someone who sounds very intelligent on Facebook but he's really just an idiot he's just using yeah. big words yeah. and then people think oh he sounds smart I'm going to listen to him. Yeah, just copy him. And people end up just getting sort of like baffled by bullshit yeah. rather than just thinking, right, just stick to a plan and go towards the show. The, the goals yeah. get shredded 
and let's just keep going until we're shredded and then just push it a bit harder, push it a bit harder. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm in a position then now as well where, because I'm studying uh, strength and conditioning, there's a degree mm-hmm. in sports nutrition, there's a degree. So now I'm in the place where I'm just trying to, I am trying to balance out the bro with the, the science aspect. And that, like, there's definitely a balance. It's not one or the other. Like, yeah. you do you do need like some basic science that like the basic knowledge like things that you have to do but a lot of it when it comes to bodybuilding there's just no evidence to support anything anyway <laughs> like it's a lot of it is just like you know That's most the of the science-based stuff is all on untrained individuals anyway so yeah exactly yeah yeah i mean i, I mean you'll see a lot of things like half the time in bodybuilding people are just proving what the bodybuilders have already known for yeah, 30 for years. years. The guys, the guys, they know how to build muscle, they know how to diet, and they're doing it day in, day out. But they might not be a specific reason or any evidence to support it. And then all yeah. of a sudden, 30 years later, someone's proven why. And it's like, well, yeah, I already knew that. Yeah. I've been doing that for... <laughs> yeah. And I think bodybuilders sort of... I think one of, one of the sayings that I always like on the internet is where it says, like, the skinny guys always want to see the studies. Well, the big guys just get up to the, the bar and work it out for themselves. Yeah. So at the end of the day, they probably both come to the same conclusion. Yeah. But one of them's just doing it and just worked it out like, well, yeah, I'm done with this. And then someone will start putting like crazy formulas together. Like, you need to lift this this amount of time. Like, yeah, yeah going off of RPE and percentages, and, it's, and and I think people, the guys that are successful, they're just they're just doing it. They're already doing it. Yeah. They might not know why. It's just that. Yeah, it's what I always say to you and it, Jermaine. The stuff that's worked for like sixty years is not wrong. It can't yeah. be. Like it's worked for a reason. Like it's still it's still around and people still do it today. Yep. Like you know, you need to. Yeah. Nowadays, I think everything's changed because someone's got to sell something. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that's, that's the biggest reason why why everything, all the training systems are coming out because. You can't sell something that people have been doing for the last thirty years. Yeah. Unfortunately. And it's more about marketing something that people want to think that they're about to buy into the secret. Yeah. And it's just not there. Yeah. It's just consistency over time. Yeah. Whether no matter what training system you pick to do, they all work. Mm. But it's about effort. Yeah. But I think too many people just want to believe on oh, there's definitely a secret. Yeah, or what they see, what they do, and what they do, and in, in the end, and I've been there. I think we've all been there, and through experience, you end up realizing that it's just time and effort, yeah. and just doing it day in day out. Yeah, I mean, I, I speak to clients all the time, and they say, "Oh, this training plan's not working." And I say, "What do you mean?" Oh, well, I'm not getting any bigger. So you've been on it three weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I say, "Give it a year." Like, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Like. Even the most genetically gifted bodybuilders, like Phil Heath, was only putting yeah. on like 10 pounds a year. And he's supposed to be one of the, the greatest athletes to ever walk the planet. Yeah. But I've seen people that want 30 pounds in a month. Yeah. Well, you don't ever really notice muscle growth across. Yeah. It's very, that's why I think a lot of people enjoy dieting. Or you can, mm. you, you can track progress on a diet a lot more. Yeah. You Body can see a lot more happening. Body fat comes off very quick and it's very motivating. Yeah. When you're in the off season, it's very difficult to spot 
like a pound yeah. of muscle, especially because it normally comes with five pounds of fat. Right? Yeah. So you never, I think, you just got to have a bit of faith, like do everything right. Yeah. Hope that, <laughs> that when you lay it back down, it's going to turn into new muscle. Yeah. Because it, I just don't think you can track it. Yeah. I, um, that's, that's sort of, because like, po- like post my competition season last year, now, now though, all those pictures that I took over months and months and months are really paying off in terms of like my off season. Yeah. Because I can now compare, okay, last time I weighed this much, when I was dieting down. How do I compare to that body weight? That's the, that's the only way I can feasibly think of like, you know, it's the only thing that's sort of at the moment keeping my head screwed on for the off season. It's just seeing that like, hey, I'm, I look better at this weight than last time I was this weight. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why pictures are so important. Um, and obviously having some data somewhere, whether it's whether you've got a coach and you can go back and check emails yeah. or whether you just keep. Um, I mean, for me, like I just put my check-ins on Instagram. They're not really for anyone else. I don't yeah. generally engage on their buying. I can go, I can literally scroll back the last probably five years and you can see all your check-ins and, and eventually you'll be able to, you can, you can see patterns. Yeah, absolutely. Not necessarily about showing the world stuff. It's just sort of like a, a public photo album. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do we want to actually got you into training? Matt? Um, well, I think I first went to the gym. I used to, like when I was younger, I was, I was, um, I was a good football and I was a good tennis player. Um, and I gave up, I used to play for, well, championships I, back then, obviously, they're not anymore. Um, and I was on their books um, as a youth player. But I just threw, I always threw a lot of opportunities away when I was a kid. Um, I don't really like footballers. So I don't, I didn't like to associate with them. Um, yeah. And, but I, I continued playing as a youngster. And I ended up, um, when I was at college, getting sort of a semi-professional level. But I was 16, 17 years old and I just... I just stepped into the men's league mm. um, and just physically, I just didn't sort of match up. So I did actually start the gym just purely for performance reasons within sport. Yeah. Um, ended up enjoying it. And then I went to, um, actually first I went to University of Leeds um, to do sports science. But then I came home after a few months and ended up getting a job. Um, took up golf and didn't even go to the gym. Um, and then a lot of my friends were going to university again in the summer and I thought I'm not really into this work stuff so we'll uh, we'll go back to university and just have a bit of a laugh so I went to Lincoln University Um, I think on one of the open weekends we went to check out some gyms uh, because I wanted to get back into the gym Um, and we went there there was a supplement shop there there was a guy who had a supplement shop and he was just a monster 21 stone just 22 inch abs, just huge. Um, and it, it was a commercial gym. Yeah. Um, it, it was called Fit Space, um, just like a standard, just a bit, like, a bit like a total fitness type thing. Yeah. But it was so, the ratios in there were so skewed in terms <laughs> of memory, it was just bodybuilders. Wow. It was, I think, I think when we joined, it was about 12 pounds a month. Yeah. Um, and it was just full of bodybuilders. None of them That's were the compared. Um, but like like old guys that have been doing it, like there was guys there that used to train with some of the top amateur bodybuilders in the country, like um, 10, 50, well, not 10, 15 years ago now, but then. Um, and they're all training hard, like 30, 40, 50 year olds, all in shape. 
none of them compete, but just being in that environment. Um, I didn't necessarily want to be a bodybuilder, I just wanted to be massive. Yeah, it was just um, in, being inspired and being in that sort of environment, just watching everybody. Um, so I started sort of talking to the right people and I'd spend all my time just on the internet researching stuff. Um, and then I think I still didn't really have any aspirations of um, competing. I just, well, the problem was I spent, I spent four years in university, literally in the gym every day. I didn't go to university. My attendance, I mean, I passed the first year, it was fine. Second year, my attendance was less than 1%. Um, I passed all my exams. But because I was never there, I didn't even I didn't even realise we had this coursework. So we didn't have the coursework in. So they said they gave me the option of leaving or resetting the year. I was, well, I was having too much fun. So reset the year. <laughs> and then in the second year, my, my second second year, my attendance was even lower. Because I just went to the gym all the time. Yeah. Uh, well I managed that I just made sure I got the coursework done. Yeah. Um but the problem was I was training every day, but I was just out on the piss like three, four nights a week just being a student. Wow. Yeah. So the two the two don't really sort of marry up. Um, mm. so in terms of my physique, um, when I came home for the summer, um, I normally got in pretty decent shape. I think I did my first ever diet in two thousand and nine. Yeah. Um, after my first year of university and I got in really, really good shape. And then it was when I went back that year that um, everyone everyone like it in that gym was on gear, obviously. And to me at that point, it was like, well, no, I'm never going to touch anything like that. It was like the dark side. And, um, but when I got myself in really good shape, I thought, no, nah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it. I never would have done it if I wasn't in shape, in shape to start with. Mm. Um, so then that was when I went on. So I did my first cycle, I think I was 20. Um, and then, but still being at university, then now you're training hard, now you're taking gear, and you're out on the piss. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the gear did a bit, but still, like the nutrition side wasn't really there. Yeah. Um, and then I was just drinking a lot. And then when I finished university, um, 2012, they, they had a local bodybuilding show, um, Mr. Winkman. And I thought, right, I, I might jump into a show. Because I started watching, I think, the first Olympia I watched was 09, where Cutler mm. came back. And I started getting interested in um, in bodybuilding. So I think, I, I, well, I, even then, I, I decided I sort of wanted to do it, but I was never ready. So I just sort of just waited, carried on training, and then I thought, right, I'm going to have a proper go at it in 2012. I think I dieted for six or seven weeks and then we was five weeks out from the Mr. Linkage show and then they just pulled the plug on it and cancelled it. Wow. So I was sort of halfway through prep mm. and that's when I decided, because I, I never even, I didn't even know about Federations, I didn't know about who NABBA were, UK BFF. I didn't know anything about it. And then I thought, oh, well, I've started dieting now, let me have a look. Um, and then I, I saw UK BFF think, um, when I was like searching, I just decided to jump into that. So, yeah, I never really ever thought about becoming a bodybuilder for, for a long time when I was just in it for sport. And then I was playing at a decent level, and it was just getting to a point where I couldn't even get myself around a football pitch anymore. Like, you know, the more 
more weight in your body, trying to play yeah, football yeah, yeah. out of body. But, and one of them had to give. Um, and I decided to go for bodybuilding. Awesome. I feel like um, it's funny, like ev- everyone that we've spoken to so far, for the most part, I think you're the first one who got into it, not off of the back of doing boxing or martial arts. I was going to say the same. Yeah, because every, like we spoke to Cuba, um, I, I've got a martial arts background, Joe's got a background in boxing. American football, so similar to you, Matt. It's team-based yeah. sport, and then I got fed up of playing with a bunch of fucking arseholes and just stopped <laughs> playing. <laughs> to be fair, yeah. simple as it goes. Yeah, but like most of the people we've spoken to so far, they always comes from a fight sport background. So it's interesting. Yeah. You finally found someone who came from, I guess, a team sport. Originally. Golf. Yeah, that's true. I well, golf. Well, to be fair, I think I've played every sport. Yeah. Okay. I, I can turn my hand to sort of anything. Individually, I was I was county champion for tennis like three years in a row when I was at school. Mm. I played individual sports and team sports. But the problem was, like I said, that like footballers, even when I went to the university, I went to the trials. I got into the first team. I think we did like one social event and I was like, I'm not playing with these fuckers. So yeah. I just didn't bother. They're just not idiots. Yeah. I'm um, glad I've um, got someone on the podcast that can that I can resonate with when it comes to that. Because <laughs> the so it's, it's the same in, in, in that. I think in most team-based sports, everyone's so egotistically driven. Mm. And you're supposed to be a damn team, but you're not. It's just a bunch <laughs> of jack the bags playing together. Yeah. And if you're any good, you're any good. And if you're not, you're not. Yeah. And with my personality, I sort of clashed with everyone. So I was a good yeah. player on the team. I played running back. So it's the person who picks up the ball and, and runs with the ball. So I'm, yeah. I'm in the most fucking dangerous role. <laughs> everyone in the team had a disliking to me because, you know, I just kind of kept my mouth shut. I didn't really associate with them off the pitch. Yeah, well, I'm the same to be fair. Like, I mean, even now, like all my friends joke about how antisocial I am. Like, I am pretty introverted and it, I just didn't, my personality just doesn't sit well with like your typical football lad, which is fine. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just, even now, like, I'll make any excuse not to go to a social practice. Yeah. So I think <laughs> <laughs> I keep getting asked by, so I'm, I'm at university at the moment and I keep getting asked by the, like all the rugby team at uni, they're like, you're a big lad, why don't you come join? I'm like, no. And they're like, why not? Because I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm sort of doing this bodybuilding thing. And they're like, oh, no, you can still do it as well. You'll be fine. And then I see the videos <laughs> of what they're doing. That they're so... Yeah, if you join the rugby team, you have to make naked rugby with a frozen chicken, mate. Yeah, <laughs> no chance. No chance in hell. No, I like rugby people, but they are, they're very, obviously very comfortable with their sexuality because yeah. uh, <laughs> some of them are the gayest stuff I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah. chasing a load of half-naked men around a, a field. You know. <laughs> no, thank you. Well, that, that's, just, that's just the game, that's though. I'm all about doing nice out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they're social. That's that's what what I'm saying. Weird rugby socials. Like, the thing you get up to, yeah. like... It's, it's very peculiar. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. My girlfriend's at Worcester Uni. So rugby is like the main thing at, mm. over the, for their one. And some of the stories I hear from her best mate's boyfriend is fucking crazy. I don't know how you can be so aggressive during a sport and then be, be so homoerotic when you're at, when you're yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hilarious. Just too much <laughs> testosterone. That's what it is. One room. But yeah, no, no, my other thing was just the, the amount of injuries. 
Yeah. Had um like I I because I I've dislocated my ankle in the past a few years like 2018 2018. And that just, from then on, there was no way I was doing any other sport, really. I was just like, look, if I, if I turn too quick, I'm, my ankle's gone. Um, and I've got friends, like one, my one friend who always tries to persuade me, he's permanently just wrapped up in like kinesio tape or whatever. He's just permanently just got joint supports on, ankle braces. I'm like, and he's like, it's fine, mate. You won't get into it. I'm looking at you. <laughs> You didn't have an injury to begin with, and now look at you. So wrapped up like Imhotep. Literally, you know. yeah. And I, I remember. I think it was. I just started a first cycle. And I was. I was just running testosterone. And um, I don't know whether you've ever had it on cardio. You know, you get shin pumps. You ever had shin pumps on cardio? Yeah, I get it when I'm just walking up an incline, just walking. Oh anyway. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, what's it called? It's like athlete shins or something like that. I forget what it's yeah, called. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as I started my first cycle, I'd be playing football and my shins are just filled with blood. And I mean, I've had it when you're out doing cardio, you end up walking like a proper dip, where you can you can style it out a little bit. But when you're trying <laughs> to run with a football, I'm in my feet. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. In the floor, I was falling over, and was, and it, it it was obviously related to obviously the gear just started, and I was thinking, oh, I can't even move. Right. And I looked to look like an idiot. Yeah. I was getting in at half time, taking my shin pads off, taking my boots off just to get rid of the blood and then go back out and I was fine again. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I was trying to kick the ball and I kicking I couldn't feel my toes or my feet. Wow. So I didn't know what I was doing. So and then like it's all right. I mean I used to be when I was eighteen, nineteen, I used to be the fittest person on the team. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think my fitness levels changed that dramatically. Yeah. Obviously, it's a different type of fitness being in a gym. Yeah. Like, now yeah. I, can't run around, I can't run around the block, but I'll do a set of 20 squats. Like, <laughs> different energy systems. Yeah. But I think just the added weight, week in, week out, all of a sudden trying to run for 90 minutes just with more weight and more oh, weight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It just takes its toll. And yeah, then the stress builds up. And then that's when the injuries start coming in when you're, just, when you're that tired from lugging around. Mm. So I just someone had to give. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I always say I'm not a bodybuilder, I'm a footballer, but people have a good bodybuilders. <laughs> He's a bodyballer. There you go. Bodyballer, yeah, yeah. I'm a bodyballer right now. Ball builder. Uh, ball builder, I don't know about that. Ball <laughs> <laughs> I prefer body, yeah, we'll go with the first one. Uh, don't fuck with me do you want to talk real quick about how you got involved with the PCA then how you started competing with them Um, yeah I think well I did the I did the very first PCA in 2015 the PCA United Kingdom I think there'd been one show previously sort of under not under the PCA name but it was the uh, the Saxon is it Saxon Classic they call it yeah yeah so they done that was that was just an independent standalone show mm. originally, and I think that was at the at the same time of the year it is now, sort of April May time. And then I think that was when PCA um, was formed. So I think like for the first three years I competed UKBFF. So I did I did the juniors, then I went to the intermediates, then I went to the opens. Yeah, and then the year I did the opens, I. I came, well, I got third, and 
in the heavyweights. And I came off stage, I was like, that's bullshit. Um, like, I thought I won. And then the following day, I got a phone call from Sugar, who's the head judge. Mm. Um, and he said that I won, but they um, they did they put me down to third because they had Gyna. And I was like, and he said, oh, are you aware that you've got Gyna? I said, the slight lumps there. I said, it's not bad at all. And he said, well, because you're aware of it, um, we're not going to invite you to the British finals. If we'd, have, if we'd have said you weren't aware of it or something like that, we might have given you a chance to fix it and invite you. Wow. So and that pissed me off because then I think the following week, the guy won his class and his guy now was awful. Is this UK BFF? UK BFF, yeah. Yeah, I've heard similar stories from Dean at our gym. Do you mind? Dean Lacey. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you said, politics with the UK BFF, especially like couple of years back was, was terrible and um, they pretty much never gave him his pro card even though he won his pro card like three times because of well, people he was rich he used to associate with him. Yeah. Um, he won the British four times didn't he? Yeah. British champion four times but I mean he always missed out but yeah they were very and to be fair if they said you got guy now fair enough but then yeah. just the following week yeah. so, so much worse winning yeah, um, I just thought I'm not competing with them anymore. So yeah, I went across to Nava, and then I think I did a first show um, a couple of weeks later. I did the Nava England uh, in 2014, uh, and I decided that the next show I was going to do was the Nava England the following year. So I was prepping. I prepped all the way for that. I started working with Milos Sarchev okay. uh, in, oh. in 2015, and then I was about nine weeks out from. Uh, the Nava England, mm. and I was I was looking at that. I was like, I'm so fat, like there's, there's no way I'm going to be ready. Yeah. And I messaged him, and he was like, No, no, you're going to be fine. Bearing in mind that like, I started working with him about ten weeks previously, and we okay. the first thirty days I put forty five pound on. Um, like obviously he was using his insulin protocol. Yeah. Um, I was eating so. Much. I mean, I was finishing training. I was sitting in front of my food and it was taking me like 90 minutes to eat the meal. Jesus. I would finish the meal and I'd be like, oh, next meal's an hour and hour. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> hell. It was absolutely awful. Like, literally, I mean, I think my post-workout meal was... Oh. Oh, Hello? here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. Welcome on. Can you hear us? <laughs> you right, mate? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> You're late. <laughs> He's connecting. Hello. Hello. Really? What's going on? Hello, <laughs> right, Matt. How are we doing? How good are you? Yeah, which is, mate. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think post-workout meal was something like a kilo and a half of white potato. It was just fucking horrendous. Um, insane. And I just ended up, I just started getting more like, I'm not going to be ready in nine weeks' time. So yeah. I, uh, I, moved, um, I moved coaches uh, to somebody who was, he was quite local. Um, yeah. And um, we started dieting for the Nabber England. Um, and to be fair, I got, I got shredded in six weeks. Wow. But I just, and then I got a phone call, a message from Ryan Alexander. And he said he was putting this PCA United Kingdom show on. Cool. Do I want to do it? And I said, no. I said, I'm concentrating on that. <laughs> um, and I think he messaged me literally every day. 
just sort of bugging me to come and do the show. Yeah. And I think I got to, I think it was like the Saturday, the Saturday before the show, so the day before the show, and he messaged me again. I, had, I was on a high day. So I think I, I was on a thousand grams of carbs for the day. Um, and I think I woke up Sunday morning and I thought, oh, fuck it, I'm going to go do it. So I was probably, I think I was, I think lean, I was about 206 pounds. And I think I woke up that morning about 215, 216. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go and do it. Like, it'll be a laugh. Yeah. I, was, I didn't. I wasn't doing anything. I was just on my normal diet, drinking the same amount of water. Um, and we drove down there um, and ended up doing the show. And obviously, he'd been messaging everyone else, oh, come and do the show. So then the show was packed. And I was like, yeah. I'll just say, <laughs> down. Ended up coming second. Um, wow. And I, nearly, and nearly, I pushed him, uh, Carl Jolly. I don't know if you know Carl. He went on to win. Mr. Universe about four weeks later. Mm. Um, and they said, oh, if you'd been a bit tighter, you'd have won. Well, I was, I was full of water from the, uh, the high day the day before. And yeah. then, so that's how I did my very first PCA show. Wow. And then I went to the NABA the following week. Um, absolutely fucked it up. Like, it was terrible. Like, we obviously, I followed the, followed the plan. Um, and I just like a bag. I look worse at the Nabber England, the one that we actually peaked for, than the week before that I've like, fucked about for. Um, but you feel like that prep coach, he was really, really good. But well, he blamed me for using insulin to carb up. Mm. And I had So we fell out because he couldn't, he couldn't admit that, obviously, they just he'd didn't done work. It, yeah. He'd done it wrong. No, yeah, he he was uh, he was Cuba's coach at the time as well. Cuba won the Nabring that day as well in the junior class. And then he went on to win the, the universe. Um, so, so that was what year? Twenty fifteen. That was twenty fifteen. Yeah. Twenty fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from then, I think I just decided to I decided to stick with the PCA. They were yeah. giving out they were giving out prize money, which obviously they then taken away, which I don't necessarily agree with. Mm. Um, I don't. To be fair, I don't think there should be prize money in amateur sport. Yeah, um, I, I think yeah, the I, only the only good prize to pros now, don't they, in the PCA? Yeah, but I, I just think I think it was a they used it as a carrot to wave in front of everyone to yeah. pull people away from UK BFF and then and then just took it away. Um, and I think that was a bit of a dick move. Yeah. Either don't offer it at all. I mean, the shows are good. The shows are, well, yeah. most of the shows are good. Um, but I, I, I just didn't like the way that all of a sudden they just pulled all their prize money away from, from the yeah, amateur yeah. after offering it up first. Yeah. Um, but then I think, what did I do? I think the following year I did, oh, I was prepping for. Oh no, 2016, I didn't compete. 2016 was when I opened um, my first gym. So I, I lived in Lincoln. Yeah. Um, I, hadn't, I hadn't left Lincoln um, since being there at university. Um, and I decided to move back to Grimsby uh, to open a gym with my business partner at the time. Um, we made that decision 
I think we made the decision to open a gym like halfway through November. Right. Um, and we opened uh, the first week of January. So was that, was that IQ? For them? Was that IQ? No, that's complete physique. Complete physique, all right, yeah. Is IQ still going? Yeah, it's moved now. It changed its name to Fit Nation. Oh, yeah, complete visit. Yeah, I never went live, but yeah, I'd, I'd know about it. I see. Yeah. Um, so it was actually most, well, half of the gym was actually Ryan Alexander's gym, who obviously runs PCA. Yeah. So we bought, it was Saxon gym at the time, so we bought all the kit off of him, or we bought his gym off of him because he was selling it. Um, and I think we had to, we, we bought the kit and we didn't even have a building. Um, and then I also had to relocate and move back to Grimsby. So I had to find a house. We had to find a building. Um, and then it was two horrible days of driving across the, where is Staffordshire, where he lives, um, meeting a guy with an Arctic truck, dragging all that back over two days. And then we managed to get it all set up and open in January. And then, um, so I, I, I just didn't, want to really compete. I had plans to compete, but it was just like with business, like just starting there, We, I was opening the gym at like six in the morning, seven in the morning, till nine at night. Mm. And it was something very new. Um, training was still good. And just trying to juggle prep. And then I had a couple of health issues at the time, which turned out to actually be nothing. Um, so that sort of put a down on, because I did actually start prepping. And I had like a lump in my groin. Um, and I thought I had a hernia. So I went to the hospital um, to check. And the doctor said, oh, I think you've got a hernia as well. So he referred me to um, my doctors to then get uh, a scan on it. When I was getting the scan, it was a load of lymph nodes. Mm. So I just went back to the doctors. Now I was just like, I didn't think anything of it. He started talking about cancer. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, don't drop that one on me. So then I got referred to the specialist at the hospital. Yeah, I mean, I had to check that. So um, we just had to sort of call prep a day, but it just turned out to literally be nothing, just a bit of inflammation. Mm. But it took like weeks and weeks to find that out. So um, by the time that was done, I just I couldn't be bothered to compete in 16. So then 17, the plan was to do the the whole show, the PCA whole show. Yeah. Um, and I was getting in shape, and I, I don't know how many weeks out, but Ryan was on the text again, oh, come and do the Saxon, come and do the Saxon. So I ended up deciding on the morning of the Saxon to go and do it. Yeah. And then I won I won the class two that day uh, and qualified for the Brits. And then in 2017, the British finals were in June, mm. as opposed to now they're at the back end of the year. Um, and then I did Nabba North East as well. And then I also I did the whole show. I came second for culture. I, I, I football and Drew Walker turned up. And he was absolutely granite. I just, I just beat Drew at the Saxon. Yeah. And, and then he turned up for the whole show, and he was, he was bang on that day. Like you couldn't touch him. Yeah. Um. So we were one all there. And then, um, I did the Nabba Northeast, and I came third there, and I won. Like I'm not one of these people that stay like moaning about stuff on, on the internet and stuff mm. like that. But I, I won that way, 
and I thought, I'm not, they invited me to the British finals, and I'm not going to do the British finals. But I had quite a lot of judges message me that were um, watching as well, saying, you've got to come in. Like, because I did get shafted. Even the guy who won, his coach, told me I'd be. <laughs> and, I don't even, and I don't even know how I came third. Like, it was... Um, but, and that's on YouTube anyway, if you can find it out. Did, did the judges right. say, did the judges give feedback of why? Nah, I never asked for that. I don't even see the It could be asked with it. Like, judges' feedback's bullshit. Like, it's always the same, like, come in tighter. Come in, like, be, be full and be tighter. It's always generic. Like, they've made their decision. They're not going to turn around and sort of say. I mean, it's actually on YouTube with uh, John Hodgson and... Um, I can't remember who with John. They're, they're running commentary over the top of it. Yeah. And they're going through pose to pose, like, I've got that pose, yeah, I've got that pose, or he's got that one. And by the time they'd finished, I, they were looking at me and another guy, and I had more poses than the other one. Then someone else beat me as well. <laughs> um, someone wasn't even in the conversation. <laughs> um, I, I had a couple of judges mess me and try and convince me to go to the finals. So I decided to do the the NABA finals as well. So it was a PCA final, it was the NABA finals, and then a week later it was the PCA finals. Um, so I did I did the NABA Brits, I came third, um, and I was really stuck down for that one. And then the following week, I did the PCA show, and I was about, I think I was about 12, 13 pound heavier for that. Um, and I came third again. Um, to be fair, that year, Matt Joyce won it, but he came second. The lad who actually won, who I didn't even have in the top six, um, was um, what's his name? He's IFBB pro now. He classic little Irish lad. Um, I can't remember his name. But, um, he won, he won the PCA finals two years in a row, and then a week later went and did the Italy show, I think. Mm. Um, IFBB, and he won the classic physique. He won his pro card. Well, that year before, he was he was so small that. Everyone I spoke to didn't even notice him when he came out in the group. I think it was about 25 of us on the stage. They didn't even notice him then. Then he ended up in the top six, and then he won. Look at Irish. So, yeah, so when was that? It's 2000, 2007. Um, and then, did I do anything that? I don't know if I competed at the end of the year. I don't think I did. Yeah, so then I think... Uh, yeah, I think I took a full year and a half. Did it take a year and a half off, Steve? Because I, I think the next show I did was 2018. Right. PCA Explosive 8. Mm. Uh, that was in that was in September. So I think because they moved the British finals, yeah. I don't think I did anything for about a year and a half. So we did PCA Explosive 8 in 2018. That's the Midlands show. Um, Won the overall there. Um, I think, yeah, I think I, I beat um, Scott Swench in, he came second in, in my right. class. Uh, and then I became like the most hated man on YouTube for a couple of weeks. Honestly, like, Scott's great. Like, I, I really like him. Yeah. But he's fucking <laughs> like, I'm not really sensitive. Is it with me? <laughs> They were really mean. Were they? <laughs> <laughs> he got the comment was awesome. Like, how, how did he do this fat shit? Like, he's... 
Um, but to be fair to Scott, he did come back um, and he, he beat me in the finals. I came third at the finals and he played second. Um, was, that the, then, was that in Birmingham, the finals, the Worlds? Was that the Worlds? Or? The Worlds, yeah. every, every single PCO show in the Worlds in Birmingham. Okay. Like, it was at, yeah, it was. It was at the... Um, we went we the were there, World, weren't we? Final, no, we was at the Worlds, the finals the week before. Oh, okay. Um, same venue, though. Oh, okay. Venue, oh, that's why, yeah. That's what it was it was different, the Worlds were a different venue. Were they? Was it? Oh, was it, yeah. it was the town centre? It was the city hall on it or whatever. Town hall. The finals. The town hall. And then, and yeah. then the world was at the other place. There you go, yeah. 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 And then they've, done, they've moved to Hull Antlin now, the finals. Yeah, the finals were Hull last year. In fact, the town hall was quite nice. Yeah. The problem with, I think, um, the British finals that year was awful. Right. Um, was you in the overall, you say? No, not in the British final. No, the overall in the Midlands show. Yeah. And then um, in the finals, I think it was absolutely pissing it down. Um, That's about right. They closed all the roads for a bike race. Yeah, I remember because one of my mates was competing in muscle models, so I remember it. Eddie was there in Muscle Monday. Yeah, Eddie was there. And yeah. I remember they had a bike race going through Brum on the same day. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was I was staying in the the Hyatt because it was like literally just the when when I did thing I just got an Uber, got my tan, came back, stayed in the hotel all day, and I'm like, right, I'm just gonna do the same. So I ordered I, I never I'd hate getting my tan done the day before, so I always ask him to do it on the day of the show. I hate waking up in hotel rooms covered in tan. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see anything like even there like normally I used to go outside I'll just go outside and find a spot to have a proper look in the daylight but it was absolutely pissing it down so I couldn't even go out and have a look and then uh, I got an Uber to the hotel and the Uber he was like I can't get you any closer which once you've had in every town but I had to walk for ages to the town hall you get your tan done and I'm outside and I had nothing like I was trying to the Uber couldn't get near me so I had to walk in the rain all my tan was just everywhere. So I was pissed off already. Um, I'm not very good at managing show day stress. It is my biggest weakness. Yeah. Um, the smallest things piss me off. But I'll, I'll get stressed. Because I got there early because I, I wanted to get my food in. So I was at the front of the queue for checking. And they turned up half an hour late because they left all the paperwork out. So I was, I was, and I was sweating, like, dead on in there, like, loads of bodies. Like, you start sweating, you know, <laughs> pissed off, so you start sweating even more. So I was trying to be calm. And I'd been stood there for ages, about 45 minutes. And then they came in and he said, right then, I want juniors at the front. And I said, nah, no chance. Like, fuck that. I've been here, for, I was here first. And they wanted to put me to the back of the queue and do it in, like, show on. I said, I'm not doing that, as bollocks. So... And stuff like that, it shouldn't, and I do need to get better at that because um, yeah. <laughs> it's sometimes. But I think by the time, by the time I got on stage, I think I'm pretty sure it was like nine o'clock. Fucking hell! And I, I from, from about four o'clock, I just wanted to go home. Like I didn't even want to compete anymore. Like everyone was backstage, just fed up. Um, that, that's one of the things that I think PCA they give out too many invites um, to British finals. Well, and a I, week I mean, later at the Worlds. Oh, was there a week later at the Worlds. Yeah, I'll get to that. That was like 11 o'clock at night, finished, mm. I couldn't believe it. 
Yeah, so I think they, they give out too many invites, they have too many bodies on stage, and, and it just carries on. Yeah, so yeah, I came third then, and I was like, shall I do the Worlds? So we decided to do the Worlds, um, and that one, we've been back, and the venue looked great, we went backstage, there was a gym and everything backstage, but, oh, this is cool. So we're chilling out and we're waiting, and then I think there was about 400 people in the classic class, for sure and tall. And that took... At finals? What's that? At finals? This is the world. Fucking hell. Yeah. Yeah. And it just dragged and dragged. And it was like five o'clock came, six o'clock came. Yeah, yeah. If you're working it out, we were like, we're still not going to be on stage for another like three hours. Um, and then we started getting a bit close and we thought, right, we'll go backstage. We, we thought we had about 90 minutes till we was on stage. And we went backstage... And there was nothing there. Like the gym and everything that was there earlier on in the day had gone. <laughs> it packed up and gone home. <laughs> and I said, what the fuck's going on? Where are we going to pop up? I said, oh, we had to break it all. We had to break everything down because we got me out. We had to be out by eight or something. They'd only booked it till eight, hadn't they? And I said, what the, well, where are we going to pump up? Oh, don't worry. There's a dumbbell backstage. So, <laughs> and then we literally just started, me and... I was there with my training partner. He was in class one and I was doing class two. And we literally just broke out the dream tank. Um, and it came from backstage. He said, right, and we've only got the venues till eight o'clock. We've been told we have to be out. They're going to turn the lights off at eight. <laughs> um, okay. so he, told, he said, we're not doing any routines. Um, we've stopped doing routines. We're going to rush you through. You're on stage in 20 minutes. Didn't even have any tan on. And I just thought, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and everyone had literally sat through an, like an hour and whatever of a classic class, like every single one of them did a posing routine. And just like anything, like you get to the end of the day and the bodybuilders just get shafted. Yeah. And they, but just to say, we worked out, we had about 90 minutes to stage. It was like, you're on stage in 20 minutes. So we had to literally like try and dream tan ourselves the best we could. And then we was literally just on stage. I think we, I think I've got the video somewhere and from literally stepping on stage to everything being announced was like four minutes. Like it, was, it was dog shit. Um, and after that, I said, I'm never going to do PCA again. Um, I remember, Jermaine, we went and trained, do you remember? Yeah, we, we left because we, we like, came oh. in, the, in the afternoon. Well, we, were there from the beginning. we left, trained, ate out. Then we go. We went and ate out as well, didn't we? Yeah, we ate out, and then they were still not finished. And the people we wanted to see still hadn't been on. And yeah. I remember, I remember exactly that there was a there was a physique tall, medium, and short with about thirty people in each class bending around the stage. And then classic, there was so many. They all did a one-minute routine. Even like not just the top six, everyone got the routine on. I remember it. It's so insane. Vividly. It was. Dreadful. We we just left, didn't we? We were like, oh fuck this, and then yeah. we. That's on Instagram, and that was that was us done. Yeah. I say, I, don't, I, I mean, honestly, it could, they say they're all about the athlete, and, and they are to a point until they are, and then if it was me, like Tim just said, there, just do routines like top six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and if and I, I, I say it to people, and they're like, oh well, well, I really like doing a routine. Well, just be better then. Come in the top six, and you get to do one. Yeah. Isn't that how it works? In don't they do that in the Olympia as well? Nah, everyone gets a routine at the Olympia. But you know how many people are turning up. This is the problem. 
Yeah. They don't know how many people are going to turn up to a British finals yeah. until the morning. If they, if they yeah. cap it at 16 a class, yeah. then one, you're going to have a very good standard. Yeah. Because I've been, I've been at shows and it's like, you think, why is fourth and fifth getting invited? Shit. Well, then mm. some shows, it's only top three. But then they're giving out like five, four, five, six invites at some other shows. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah but that's because they're going to pay an entrance fee. Entry and get, I know, get money. Yeah. I mean, yeah, first... it's, then it's about making money. But I think, yeah. I do think they should say, only, like, we'll pick the top six and only they get to do a routine. That, that's what they did in 2017, I'm sure. Um, mm. But then it's all changed because they want to be about giving, oh, we're all about the athlete and this and that. And, well, we're all about the athlete, but we'll take your money away and 500 people. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I competed BCA, I thought I had about an hour. I thought I had about an hour before on stage, um, and then the class, two classes before, there was no one in the class, <laughs> and then the class before there was just one woman, one girl, and we was on within fifteen minutes, and it was we didn't even have time to pump oh. up. By the time we got told to go backstage, because it was a tiny little room, it was the muscle tall one, and the time we got on. It was ridiculous, and we was out on stage, and it was like we got backstage, and they were glazing us, and we we're like, "What are you glazing us for?" And like, "Oh no, the first class didn't turn up, and the second class was just one woman." And it's like, "Ah, oh, right." So yeah. it was just ridiculous. Yeah, that's insane. Fuck. Well, I mean, crazy. crazy. Overall, I mean, like in my, I mean, I think all federations are as bad as each other. Really, they're all there's all always some form of corruption, or there's some bullshit going on behind the scenes or yeah. there's bent judging or this and that but I think PCA are the best of a bad bunch they do mm-hmm. like, I've heard some stories and stuff but most most often than not like if, if I'm in the crowd they, they pretty much get the judging right like yeah. most of the time. Um, I do I do think PCA don't take into consideration muscle as much as they should um, considering it's bodybuilding, I, I do think that you, if you if you took a guy that was that had absolutely beautiful shape, and then a guy that was thirty pounds heavier, still nice shape but not beautiful, they would give it to the smaller guy. And I, well, it's like when um, more marketable, isn't it? Yeah, it was like when uh, Hector was against the Welsh guy. Was oh, yeah. Welsh. Neil, yeah. 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 Um, it's like that I mean, comparison and take it what you will. I've seen I've seen a lot of them where it's almost like muscle, which is probably the hardest part of bodybuilding. It it, it doesn't seem to sort of carry as much weight as all the factors and I don't know why. Like they, if you're in the if you're in the classic class, fair enough. But yeah, when you're in an open sure. when you're in a men's yeah. open bodybuilding, like yeah, open bodybuilding, yeah, of course. And, about 30, 40 yeah. pounds on people, like... So for a reason. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so, I agree with Classic. Like, you look at Lewis. He wasn't the biggest on stage. Yeah. He had the best shape. He, had, he was the most aesthetic and he had the best shape. And when he posed, he looked bigger. But yeah. when, it's, when, it's, when it's open, muscle plays the biggest part at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. if, if, that, if that muscle is... If you're in condition, and there's if you're no both fat, in condition, yeah. Like, if your waist is slightly bit bigger, it doesn't matter. But it's offset by, no. and I just I don't understand. Like I did ask a judge about it the other day actually, and I, I, 
and I, th I think some of them are torn. Um, I don't know whether they've all got the same opinions. Um, I don't know whether there is, I don't think there's necessarily a set criteria in place, but I do believe, like you said, they they like people that will go on their posters. I think mm. they, they, they are thinking about the marketability and stuff. I mean, no, I've never seen anyone poor win, but they're no. still, they still look, if you see a picture of them on their own, they look amazing. Yeah. But that's, if you're compared to someone who's a lot bigger, yeah, and the other person, in my opinion, wins, yeah, it doesn't matter how good they look on their own. This is still yeah. what I do. Who wins, a good small guy or a big guy? Yeah. should be a good big guy. It should, be, it should always be the good big guy. Yeah. Because, like I say, he's in condition, and he's got a full yeah. more muscle. It's his bodybuilding. It's bodybuilding. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in the name, you know. <laughs> yeah, a bit on the nose. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, so I, I actually planned never to do PCA again. Um, oh. But I ended up doing it again. Would you Would you ever consider going on to, let's say, two bros? or? You did two bros in the summer, didn't you? Yeah, I did, um, yeah, I did the Olympia, Olympia, Olympia yeah. in Vegas. Mm. Um. And I'm planning. I'm doing. I'm doing two rows this year. Yeah. Um. I've got the. Well, I, the plan was just to go to Vegas again. Oh really? But obviously last year, last year they they brought in the rule that you can't go to an international show unless you've done a the home show. Yeah. Um, we got waivers for that because we already like decided we all we was already competing before they brought that in. Yeah. Um, and it was bullshit anyway because we didn't get asked for anything when we was out there. Huh. So I, I plan. I plan to just do the same, um, but then I did see something that was released by the Pro League um, that made it seem a little bit more sort of concrete now. So I thought, right, so rather than going down doing the, I think it's the twenty sixth of July. Um, you literally just walk on stage, walk off, and then you can go international. You don't even have to place or anything, do you? Yeah, like just to be able it's to go do. do. All, all you have to do is make an appearance. Yeah, so fast. Um, but because the final regional is on the 26th and then a week later um, there's the British finals and obviously there's a pro card and offer the British finals so I thought especially like the talent isn't going to be as good at the British yeah. finals is it necessarily is a, a, an open international show the Olympia yeah um, so I thought I want my pro card this year I mean everyone wants a pro card and you never know who's going to turn up yeah. Well, um, I thought I might as well have another shot at it. So I'll do compete on the 26th and then the British finals. Um, and then it's the, the Vegas show uh, and then the, the UK Olympia. So I've got three sort of potential lined up. Yeah. Um, and then we'll just see what happens. That's a, so just to clarify, you're doing the, you're competing on, is it September 14th that weekend? Uh, I yeah, I think I think it's the show's the twelfth, so it's it's on the Thursday. Yeah, think, yeah. Oh, I know it's the Olympia. That, it's it? it's I think the amateurs just before, isn't it? So it's like the Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, think, I think it's the eleventh. I think it's the eleventh and the twelfth. The Olympia, isn't it? Is it the eleventh? Yes. Depends on whether it's a gap. Yeah, yeah, that, that time, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But obviously, I'm doing one on the twenty sixth of July. And the British finals were on the fifth or something. Um, so we'll see how it goes uh, in Britain. But yeah, I did that last year. I think before 
when I could, yeah, because I, I did Vegas. Um, problem was last year, um, I just sort of, as soon as I landed in Vegas, I just went into holiday mode. <laughs> like, I was pretty, I was, like, I was dead excited about being in Vegas. So yeah. I think we got there and we landed. Um, and obviously we'd gone, we literally landed at the same time we took off because they're behind. So that day, yeah. that day was, and it was rest day. So imagine like how you feel like a couple of days out on rest day food and then that day then becomes like 36 day, hours. A day and a half, yeah. So I think the first, the first thing I had when I landed was a subway. Um, and then we went food shopping and I just started buying cookies and stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I ended up it's dangerous in America. Yeah, so then, obviously, we, we went and trained, um, but I was, I just, I just went on it. Um, I was sitting around the pool. I got sunburned, which obviously, you're going to walk with that, which, oh, here's a tip. If you're sunburned, don't put hair removal cream on it, because it fucking hurts. <laughs> yeah, I'll forget about, I'll, I'll, I'll bear that in mind next time. Just make sure I can use these. So I had, I think I had my whole arm was just burn, and I mean like an actual burn from being sunburned, then putting hair removal cream on top of it, and then I went and got tanned on top of it, and I was in I was in agony. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. So we turned up there. I think to be fair, that was in terms of looking out for the athletes. Um, it was probably the worst show I've ever done. Wow. Only in the fact that you had, I mean, in my category, there was 35 people. And then there was almost the same across all the categories. And it was just men. But backstage was like the size of like a good size living room. And I'm like, just to maneuver yourself, there was just bodies everywhere. You have to just like step over people trying to get places. Um, we didn't really know what was happening. I'd not done an IFB or an MPC show before, so I didn't know the format um, that it worked at. Um, and people were yelling, oh, you've got to get in line, you've got to get in line. So I started lining us up, and I was in the heavyweights, and I think there's two, two or three weight categories below that. And they were all in lines too. And everyone's been in the line. You're not, allowed, you're not allowed to pump up. And I think you'd go out, I think you do three run-throughs. So you'd go out in like a group of four or five and you'd do um, like a front double back. On a, you'd go, first, you'd go out individually. You'd go out on your own and you'd have 30 seconds. you just like yeah. do a bit of routine. Then you come back on the stage and work your way back round. Then you'd go out again in your groups um, and you'd just do, I think, like a front double bicep. Um or like you do like you, you do your quarter turns with a front double bicep and a rear double bicep, then you lead off stage again, and then you come out a third time, and then you do your call outs. So we we had to be in line while three weight categories before us were doing that. I think we were stood in line for about an hour and a half. Just and I was like, we were like we were double, there's no way to pump up. It was just like. Every time you move that line, some woman in an headset come and like back you. 
Okay, yeah. <laughs> you think like there's a couple of guys you had bands, but there was there was just nowhere to move. Yeah. Um, and backstage is just crammed. I mean, the show itself, like the the arena, the outside for the yeah um, was really good. Yeah. Um, but in terms of backstage, it was horrible. Did you have a lot of excitement going into that show as well? I bet, like, it, like when people think of like the peak, it's like doing like something under the Olympia name. Do you know what I mean? So was it a, a, were you just like buzzing and then backstage and you're like, oh, yeah. no, I, I, didn't, rod. I didn't actually expect anything amazing. Mm. It's all normally it's about the show, isn't it? It's not about what goes on yeah. backstage. But I did expect because of obviously the sap. Because the Mr. Olympia itself was only held yeah. just like, it's, it's the same building, just a different, yeah. different area. Um, I just expected a little bit more room and yeah. some actual like equipment. But we'd obviously come from, we can't bring dumbbells from the UK. Yeah. And I said, oh, there was nothing there. Mm. So like trying to like borrow bands off people, like they're getting a bit annoyed because you're making their bands and stuff. Um, so obviously, next time take some bands but even then there was I just expected a little bit more backstage to be honest yeah um, but in terms of like the actual the lighting was good the venue was good out front um, and then I didn't even go back I think there was 35 in there and I was what was our second call out um, mm. and only the top five and I, I didn't even bother going back I thought right I'm going to eat yeah so, and I knew I won. I knew I won on my. I'd almost forgotten about the show as such. I just wasn't taking it seriously. But I know this time I will do. Yeah. No. We know um, what to expect now as well, don't you? Yeah, you've seen the format. Yeah, yeah well, that's why this time we're, we're going to go for 10 days. So we'll still right. be able to have a holiday afterwards. Yeah. How, how long were you there for last time then? You were there for. We, we, we did a week. Yeah, we went on the Sunday and flew home the following Sunday. So, and I competed on the Thursday. Um, okay, and then the, the, we watched the Olympia Friday, Saturday night. Came on Sunday. Well, this any, time, any suggestions on what to do in Vegas? Because I'm going to be there as well this year. Gamble. <laughs> I'm not gambling. Don't gamble. Yeah. I went. I went sat on one of the machines, and we just had some dollars. And honestly, like, if just go throw it down the street, mate. Like, <laughs> It's yeah. in there. I didn't even know what I was doing. I pressed the button, it was like, oh, it's $10 gone. And I was like, this is big. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, don't gamble. Don't gamble. Uh, just walk the strip, mate. Mm. Just take it all in and just go and, I don't know, there's, there's loads going on. Um, yeah. Go train at something. Just find out which gyms to go to. You won't yeah. be 21, will you? Me? That- You're not 21, are you, in September? I will be, yeah. Oh, you will be, oh, no. Yeah, I, I turned I turned 21 in August, uh, 29th, right? Oh, okay, oh, okay, yeah, sweet, yeah. So that should be golden. Well, yeah, it's, it's expensive some places, so. Yeah. Just eat it, go in an burger, live there. That's great. Yeah, get some animal fries and stuff, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, find out. It depends what you want out of it. If you want to see a lot of pros, Yeah. Um, I think... Oh, I'll find out the name for you. But uh, the trade, oh, Lift Factory. Lift Factory, yeah. I it's think Cutler's it's not like, no, it's not. It's yeah, not you've got Lift, Lift Factory, City Athletic, and something else. No, it's City Athletic. Yeah. Is that the one? I think that's that, where all the pros will be. 
I think that's where all the pros go. Um, I ended up going to, because I saw a, a video on YouTube and it was Elvac. And I think Elvac is now like the old golds because there's no golds out there anymore. Yeah. Um, oh, and I, right. saw, okay. I saw a YouTube video and it was Jay Cutler and it was like, there was a, a new Elvac opening. And I was like, oh, I thought all the pros were going to be there. Um, I'll take your ID to the gym. You can't get him without ID. Because huh. um, we, we turned up to one, we got an Uber to one. Um, and my mate didn't have his ID, so they wouldn't let us in. But he wow. said that Roly Winkle, Winkler was over another one. So we went to get ID <laughs> and I was there. Yeah. And he wanted that. Well, that's, we ended up, I think we paid, we paid $50. And that was, we could go as many times as we wanted for the week. Right. Um, okay. But I know the one where all the pros were, I think it's run, uh, run by Hiddy and um, his missus. Ex Miss Olympia nine times. Oh, okay. I was Kyle. I think they. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's I think that's where they all go. But it was, it was twenty dollars a day, and I just thought like we actually wanted to eat. So we when we was out there, we um, bumped into the guy who runs Anabolic Designs in America. Oh, okay. Yeah. He um, well, he lived in the hotel that we stayed at. Right. Okay. We were chatting to him, and um, he was telling it. He said, "If we want to train, don't go there. Like uh -huh. you, you can't train. Imagine like Emporium at Body Power. Yeah, just like Emporium at Body Power. Yeah, just can't move for for sure. So we were competing. We wanted to train, and the gyms are the gyms are really well equipped, but they're full of idiots. <laughs> of course. Like yeah. it was like people don't. Like, don't train out there. I didn't see anyone in shape wow. like in the gyms. Um, they might have been in the other gyms. Uh, but then we went over to the one, on uh, one day, we got an Uber, and it took us took us about half an hour to get there, the one that had just opened. Um, and Patrick Moore was in there training. Oh, cool. We saw Patrick. Um, and that was cool. That, that had literally just opened. All the equipment was brand new. But I get it. Like, it had been open, I think, three days. It was, it was a shithole. Weights everywhere. <laughs> Or animals. Pure yeah. Jim Vegas. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it's like. It is, I think the Elvac, I think there's about 10 of them in a very close proximity. They are very pure Jim type. Yeah. Pure Jim clientele as well. Like very good equipment. I went to, oh. I, I remember going to Planet Fitness in the middle of New York City. Oh. And I, 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 after a while, I just had to leave because I was having a meltdown. Is that the one where you can't slam weights? You no, can't the, yeah, on. they have it. So, you like, they have a, a thing alarm. in there. Panic yeah, they alarm. have a lunk alarm. It's called the lunk alarm on the wall. If you make a bit too much noise, the, the alarm goes off and the guy will come over and tell you off. You get free pizza, though, don't you? Huh? You get free pizza, though. Don't Only you? on Tuesdays. Yeah. You get free pizza at the gym. Yeah, yeah it's, it's the whole point. Oh. The whole business model <laughs> revolves on getting fat people to join. And then. Very free cheese, man. It's all good. <laughs> Yeah, they just the whole thing is just get fat people to join because they don't feel self conscious that way and give them pizza. Ah, and That's just genius. Give them food. Yeah, <laughs> they do donuts on Fridays, I think, as well. Fucking brilliant idea, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> get them to pay membership and keep them fat every week. So the membership yeah. just rolls and exactly. rolls. And rolls. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's brilliant, brilliant business model, but oh my god, there's a place to train. It stresses me out. They don't have any racks or anything. They've only got Smiths because the racks make too much noise, of course. 
so yeah, everything's in like really cushioned Smith machines. They just make okay. movies. Yeah, it's awful. They have like foam plates or something. They're all like rubber Upper plates. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. Fuck that. I yeah. won't be going there. That's for sure. But yeah, definitely, I'll definitely have to um, make a list of things and stuff to do over while I'm over there, especially in terms of training and like best places to go. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think like it depends what you want out of it. I know people yeah. go to Vegas and they go like you go shoot guns and stuff. I mean, all that. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoy just just wandering around, and just having a look around. Yeah. Honestly, there's some weirdos. Like he's full of absolute weirdos. Yeah. Everywhere you go, but it, it's cool. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, like I say, we're, we're going to go out on either the Sunday or the Monday. Yeah. And I'm going to come on the Thursday, then we'll almost be staying like a, a full week after. Yeah. So we can actually go and yeah. do stuff. Well, you'll be there, won't you, Jermaine? I'll, you I'll get... be flying, I think I'll be flying out on probably the Tuesday morning, early morning Tuesday. So I'll get there around, I don't oh, what's the time difference? It's like seven hours or something, isn't it? Yeah. Nine Huh? Might be, yeah. It's five hours to five hours east coast. Yeah, I think it, I think I think it's nine. Yeah. So so I'll be there and uh, yeah. So I'll I'll get there and probably won't be able to do much for that first day or whatever. But I'll just be moving in and uh, staying with uh, Rod, who's competing at the amateur. So. Yeah. Be, uh, Have you got someone to drive you? Huh? Have you got someone who drives out there? I do not. That is definitely something I need to figure out. Sam? Yeah. I, yeah, I think yeah. Sam I think Sam will probably end up having a car while he's out there. Has he like, actually got a license though? He does have a license. Like in general. A UK license. <laughs> he probably yeah, won't by the time I get there after he's been there a few days, but we, we were just you know, using Ubers last year. Yeah. And then obviously he just takes off your PayPal, it's like free money. Um and then when we got back to the UK, I spent 500 quid on Uber. <laughs> and I didn't really go, I didn't go far. Like, obviously everywhere we went, even like in the morning, like before the show, like, I had to go to the, like, the New Orleans, get tanned, then come back, then back to the show, back again. And it, it just adds up. You know, how, everywhere. How much is it, like, um, in ten, like, if you were to compare rates, like, like, I know if you go to London or whatever, short journey is quite expensive. Is it, like, just... More expensive than normal, or no? It's the it's like it's it's pretty decent, but because everything obviously you've got the strip, but yeah. if because you're the Olympia and stuff like that, if you want to go places, it's it's not in walking distance. Yeah. Um. So even if it's even if like, even if you want to just pop to the supermarket, I mean, obviously it depends what hotel you're staying at. Um. But if you need to buy, like we had obviously um, we stayed at the Trump Hotel just because it had yeah. kitchen. I need to prep food. So the first thing we had to do was obviously you go to the supermarket and they're all, I mean, they're not far. Like it's like five, 10 minutes in the yeah. car. But it ends up, it's like seven, $8. And then, yeah. and then it adds, oh, you got to come back. So all of a sudden there's $40. And then being there just for a week, just, that's the thing. You don't ever think, oh, this is expensive. No, it, adds up. it just adds up. Yeah. So I think, I mean, the roads are a bit mental. I'll probably die if I had a car. Um, but if you can, if you want to save a bit of money out there, like having yeah. a cow, definitely um, do that. Yeah, pretty crazy. 
Right, right. You can you'll enjoy yourself out there then, Jermaine. That's for oh, sure. I'm gonna I'm gonna be in full off season, just out there, just seeing everything pretty much. Double biceps by the fountain. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the Olympia Expo shit, so don't expect much. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard I've heard from quite a few people it's not the best. How do you think to the um the thing in Liverpool at the end of the year? Well, no, sort of, um, decent names. The expo, yeah, I think it'll be quite good. Uh, the people behind it, are, yeah, um, I'm interested about in, in going there. Yeah, I, I, I think it'll be pretty decent. Um, but then I think it'll have some competition next year, obviously, with the Arnold coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah that's that super big. The other day, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you think they're gonna what do you think's gonna happen with body power then? Well, body power, I think body power will stay. Because the Arnold's at the NEC, but it's not until the September, isn't it? So I, yeah, think, yeah. I think that might clash with Fit Expo. Interesting. Um, so I think for it's the first merge. like, yeah, but I don't think Arnold needs to. Why would he uh, merge there? So, yeah, to... <laughs> the Arnold name will always just pull everyone in, even if it's the yeah. first year people realise it's crap, but I can't imagine it being that. Um, body yeah. power, body power will carry on going. I think I spoke to someone yeah. the other day. They've dropped all their prices on like stands and stuff. Yeah. Um, so either they're desperate or I think they've dropped prices by like 30, 40 percent. Wow. Yeah, because yeah, I remember it got to a point. Yeah, it got to a point where people were paying like a hundred grand or something for a stand. For a stand. Yeah, that's insane. Well, yeah, but they'll combat that with the up in tickets now. They'll just up ticket price. Yeah. 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 I think. Um, the good quality, what is it, VIP one is about £90. Yeah. What was it before? 70 Yeah. 60 I, I remember paying like 60 70 like in 2016. Yeah. That was the first year I went. Okay. I've only been once and that was when you got tortured by ants on the legs. Oh, I've only been one? Yeah, yeah, I only went 2018, that was it. No, you've got nothing to compare it to. It used to be so good. Yeah. I think, I think I, 2010 was my first one. Um, I think that was the second one ever. Um, Did you go anyway, last year, Matt? Yeah, I was working it last year. Um, that was dreadful, I, wasn't it? I only went on a Friday, and um, obviously I had a bit of a wander around, and I just I thought it was shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> nobody there. Nobody. And well, even, was you on the JP stand? Yeah, I, I worked the Friday last year on the, on the stand. Um, I think, because I, I, I thought maybe it got better on the Saturday or the Sunday, because it wasn't even busy on the Friday. Um, but then I was also supposed to be doing something um, with Mike and Leisha, um, Chelsea, on the the, um, the hardcore bodybuilding bit. Yeah. I was supposed to be doing a talk or putting someone through a session there. And I went over and I was I was on five, I think, and I went over and there was no one there. And he said he'd just been dead all day because I think they used to quite like merge everything. So yeah. you'd you might stumble across like when I did that thing with Ant, it was it was right next to that five percent stand. Yeah, so, right next to the five percent stand, you're not far away from the from the canteen. Yeah, yeah next think, to the animal stand as well. So so People find stuff by yeah. mistake. Like, oh, what's this? I'll check it out. Whereas last year, 
they put all like the supplement stuff in one hall, and then it was sections equipment demonstrations like people selling gym equipment yeah and all the food stuff then then it was the the hardcore bodybuilding bit and the pca thing at the end yeah um, but there was no pca on on the friday so no one ever really ventured i think that last year they just got the layout wrong where they should put popular stuff next to cool stuff that people aren't yeah. maybe going to know about but would enjoy yeah um but i don't know it, it, I think they put it around there because people nowadays that go bodybuilding, uh, body power aren't really too concerned with bodybuilding. Unfortunately, I made a, I made a post a video about it. I was working on the Saturday, yeah. and it's just turned into like Same I don't know how to describe the guys that yeah. go. It's, it's not it's not bodybuilding. It's selling energy drink, pretty much. Yeah, it's just um, it's just, just corporate. Like it's lads just decked in like eleven degrees and six silk like, that go to the gym for Ibiza for the summer. <laughs> And they're walking around body power with like a tight tank top on, just like looking yeah. around the bang engine, that kind of shit. It's not, it, they're just, it's not bodybuilding anymore. Yeah. Well, it's just reflecting in the people that they get in now. I mean, I, I think that the year it turned for the worst was when like Callum Best was there, like, and Jody yeah. Mark. No, it's that, it's, that kind of, it's that kind of crowd now. That's that, it's got even worse. It's just there. Actually, but I think that that was the year it sort of turned, and that's why now they, they're not getting they're not going to pay 10 15,000 pounds for a bodybuilder. It, no, it's yeah. much easier just to give the grant to someone on YouTube who's famous because he's going to bring in more people. It's probably going to be Love Island people there this year, yeah. Probably yeah, for sure. 100%. 100%. I thought it's interesting though, like Tommy Fury. I think, um, <laughs> who spoke about it? I think it was on. Fuad's podcast and they were talking about how nowadays it feels like it's almost coming back round a lot to the bodybuilder. Yeah. 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 The companies have done is hired all these people with millions of like followers on Insta, like all these girls who just make pictures of them and themselves in the bikini and that's it. Um, and like what they found is they're not actually getting people buying a lot of the supplements or buying into the brands because Literally, all they're doing is staring at an ass on a screen, and there's no actual like value or like credibility association. So, do you think it will come back round to bodybuilding? That's what I'm. Mm, I don't know. I think. I think. I think with the advertisers, um, they obviously when they started bidding off bodybuilding, I think one they could get the Instagram famous people for a lot less, and I think they did predict that the exposure and the advertising would be more so. Yeah, but I still think that the supplement industry is funded by bodybuilders. Yeah, they're still the guys buying, paying. So, if you want to buy a supplement, you still want to see the bodybuilders using them. Yeah, um, and I think in terms of, I think they made a mistake there, but I, I still see the industry coming back round. Um, if they're making money and they're getting the engagement, why would it come back round? Yeah, they don't need to. Just taking it. I think he's taking a different path. Um, I don't think. I think we was worried for a while that bodybuilding itself would die out. I don't think that will ever happen. Um, so yeah. But people still love freaks. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I do think, obviously, with the classic bodybuilding, um, men's physique, not so much anymore. Like I think men's physique's mm. taking a backseat to the classic. Yeah. Um, I think classics now your popular class. 
Yeah, probably because um, a lot of the men's physique guys are bigger than half the classic guys as well. It's <laughs> still gone upside yeah. down. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, it's yeah. crazy that they don't have a weight cap. They'll always see it coming back around because I think social media will always be here. Um, yeah. I think social media is the reason that um, the bodybuilding's went the way it did. But I think probably, I mean, I don't know because I didn't experience the 90s of bodybuilding. Um, or even like the 2000s as such. But I do know a lot of guys that they, the thing is now everyone looks back and says, oh, the cool thing about bodybuilding was that uh, it was like, it wasn't mainstream. Like you had to be, you had to look bodybuilding to do it. Yeah. Um, you did it for yourself. And now yeah. too many bodybuilders are doing it for different Same. reasons. Clout. Um, either Instagram or, mm. like, and, and then people are getting into bodybuilding. I think bodybuilding is one of those people that you get into it because you're meant to. Um, and I think a lot of people are forcing it. They're not really bodybuilders. No. They want to be a part of something. Um, so they'll sort of pretend to be bodybuilders. Yeah. Um, but I think a lot of back in the day, bodybuilders used to push. They wanted bodybuilding to be mainstream. Like they're trying to push the Olympia to be main by. So you don't have to either turn up. It used to be and then you start getting internet streams and they yeah. want it on the TV. So I, I don't think you can have it both ways. You can't you can't want it to be mainstream and then when it starts becoming mainstream and people get involved and Go start it, you, you can't really moan about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I think I think hardcore bodybuilding will always be there. Um, yeah. I don't think it will go anywhere. Yeah. It I think be, it's I think it'll it's, still be the and it'll still be the one that gets the most amount of money on the Olympia. Um, I don't think that will change because mm. people, even guys that go to the Olympia to watch, like men, they might like that, but when an open bodybuilder walks out, their jaw drops. And I, you'll never get that in, like, I think this year, hopefully, when we see Rami come out. Yeah. It was last year for me, and it was Haddy when he came yeah. out. And you're just not going to get that in in a men's physique. Or to, actually, to be fair, that's a lie. The ones that impressed me the most were women. They were unbelievable. You said that, you said, you said that yeah, yeah, you told me that in the gym after when you got that. Unbelievable, like, their conditioning. But I think men's bodybuilding will it'll never go anywhere. But I don't think we'll ever get what apparently they had in the 90s. Um, well, that's only because even, like, it's the amateur shows as well, but I don't think bodybuilding has got any worse. It's just now there's the field just been diluted. Yeah. Um, because as I say, there's people doing it that shouldn't really be doing it. Whereas then everyone wanted to do it. Yeah. And then playing out. I don't think physiques have got worse. The standard itself in terms of the top level hasn't lowered. But I just yeah. think there's a lot of people making up numbers that are making people go, our oh, bodybuilding's worse. Yeah, like you might have had six amazing guys in a show. Now you've got yeah. sixteen, ten yeah. of shit. Six are still amazing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And I think you've just got like an average now. The average is being dragged down, but I think the top guys are still like phenomenal. Yeah. Um, but I think, like I say, it's social media and stuff like that. Um, hmm. Now you got people putting their pictures on, and they get told, "Oh, you're ready. You're a shredded man." Like. You're ready to get on stage, and people get on stage not ready. Whereas I think 15 years ago, the 
their mate in the gym would have told them, you're fat. Yeah. And even now, like, I speak to people and say, you're not ready, you're still fat. Oh, yeah, but so-and-so on Instagram said I was shredded, mate. It's just a reflection of society as a whole though, isn't it? Yeah. It's okay to not be fucking incredible anymore. It's fine to look like a fucking bag of potatoes. You can get on the front <laughs> cover of a magazine looking like Jabba yeah. the Hutt. Like, yeah. where do you it's draw all, lines? Yeah, it's all perspective and levels. Like, I had a lot of people, I was like, te- like eight weeks out for my... Yeah first show a lot of people are like oh you're shredded bro like you're ready I'm like, whereas in the ready. mornings when we were doing when we were doing posing yeah i said we said to each other didn't we straight i was like yeah just keep losing keep stick to it keep yeah. doing the cardio you like and even you, you, and then you, you, you had the weeks, a couple of weeks after then we pose and i'm like now you look four weeks better oh yeah. look we've got four more weeks to go keep pushing the boat yeah that was it like every time you watched me pose you were very honest in your assessment saying yeah, no, you can push more. You need to be leaner. You need to be leaner. And like, uh, you were still smiling, so I knew you weren't ready. Well. Huh? I said, I'm still smiling, so I knew you weren't ready anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I had it a lot with um, one thing I noticed with my coach. He'd be like, oh, you, yeah, this is great progress, but I think, yeah, you just need another week. Just push a bit more. And then the next week, like, yeah, you're really close. Just push a bit more. Our next. Next week, yeah, you'll be you'll pretty much be on the money. Start reversing next week. Yeah, like how's it like working with Sasan? Because I know he's quite relaxed with himself. What's he like as a coach? Yeah, I can't fault anything he does. Um, he is really, really good. I see his approach is very knowledgeable, very experienced, but at the same time, simple. Like, I don't mean simple in obviously it's just shit. Like, I mean like. You know, how it is, just like, it's just food. Like, there you go, there's your food. Like, everything he does, it, it'll be for a reason. But when he sends you a plan, it's not like you read it, like, what the fuck is this? Like, nothing, it's just a, it's just a meal. Like, meal one, bam, there you go, eat that, eat that, eat that. Um, and then he explains everything, why you were doing it. Um, with me, he, he just gets me. That That's why I think I work very well with him. Um, just that we just sort of click every time. It's not that often. Like I'm pretty good at just like just getting on with shit. I never really complain, yeah. but every now and again my head goes. Um and I'll start second guessing things. And every time that has happened, um within about ten seconds of talking to him, like he's just gone. Um and we're back on with it that he just makes you feel really comfortable. Um and even even like when Christmas, so I said, look, mate, I'm going to take a week off and we're going to have a big push blah, blah, blah. I'm eating some shit food. He was like, good, it's Christmas. <laughs> so I know there's some coaches out there that expect you to live like a robot and like wait Christmas dinner out or, and we, just, we are human beings. Like, and yeah. some people work like that. I, I just can't. And because I think if someone said that to me, I'd end up sort of rebelling. Yeah. And then and how long it, until you'd break? And it'd just be like push and pull all the time. And then I'd start thinking, oh, fuck this. Yeah. And I'd just get my own ideas and just go and do my own thing. Um, but anything he's ever done or said to me. Um, like, and he's got so much personal experience as well, being on a top level. And he's, he's gone through, I mean, his physique. I mean, we also picked, he reposted the other day. Um, 
his physique's absolutely phenomenal. And I do think that if he gets himself back on stage, like, he will easily be a top five Olympian. Like, mm. even with, like, I think if he got on, if he got ready for it this year, he would be. Um, his shape is amazing, but he's got so much, obviously, he's worked with Chris Asijo, um, so he's, he's had all the experience of working with probably the best prep coach in the business yeah. for X amount of years. Before he worked with Chris, he built his own physique over, he only started competing in 2012, he'd been bodybuilding for ages. So he'd already put together, he like, he's very, he doesn't really go with the crowd. Yeah. Um, he's got his own ideas about things. Um, and he just sort of relays them to me. And like, I just understand everything he asks for, he tells me why, and I just know exactly what he wants. I mean, there was a point where in January I messaged him, I said, mate, I'm fat, too fat. And he said, trust me, you're not. Like, just keep pushing. And it, it was, he just said to me, you can't be Mr. Olympia every day of the year. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like now. And he just said a few other things, and it just made me think, you know what, you're right. I just, I just literally, I send my photos now. I don't even have an opinion on my own physique. I just leave it. And everything, I just, if he gives me more food, I eat the food. Gives me less food, whatever. Whatever he tells me to do, I'm just doing it because um, I just have 100% faith in it. And I, I, I do struggle. I, I am very difficult to coach. Mm. I really, really, I'm not a coachable person at all. Um, mm. But with him, it's from my like, word go. It's just been brilliant. Like literally, yeah, I couldn't complain about anything. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is a this is a good topic. Like a good segue into it. Like uh, we was like we're talking earlier about um, coaches in the industry. Yeah. Like Mark is a good coach and stuff. And I think that is probably one of them is you have complete trust and faith in your coach, both from his track record and you know, through word of mouth and who he's, who else he's associated with, that he's like, you know, he's, a, you know, you've got 100% faith in that and um, it's clearly paying off. But what are your thoughts on co the state of coaching nowadays and like the business? Um, honestly, I think it's a minefield. Um, I do think the fitness industry is a mess. Yeah. Um, and even like regulations are in the fitness industry don't help um, anything. Like you, you can show me a guy who's got a bit of a piece of paper that tells me he's a personal trainer, but you can show me a body, a professional bodybuilder that doesn't have a bit of paper. I know which one I'm picking. <laughs> um, uh, I think Amp posted on Instagram uh, the other day, and he just said like knowledge without mileage, knowledge without mileage equals bullshit. And I think it is. Um, I think there's too many people, too many personal trainers that are personal trainers because it are oh, fancy a change of career. Mm, like, well, I've, seen yeah. people, I've seen people like, um, I mean, even I, I've worked in commercial gyms as a PT, and you meet the other PTs and you say, oh, How long have you been doing this? Oh, I just qualified through like whether that was in a personal training school or something. Literally. They all have different, like total different career paths. And we're churning them in and out every two weeks. Literally, a PT goes, a PT yeah, goes. That's how our course was, wasn't it, Tim? Yeah, we both did yeah. our call together. But I think, like, I, I did not learn anything on my personal training course. Not that I knew everything, everything that I knew before, 
before you, you know. Okay. Yeah. Like, I've been doing it for a while. And I, then I, I did it to get a bit of paper to allow me to actually work in a commercial gym. Yeah. When these people, their first experience of, or any knowledge of the gym is on day one of the course. Um, so it, it's not a passion of theirs. I think yeah, you have to be passionate in this industry. You have to want, they, they, they literally saw an advert that said, earn £35,000 a year and get a job interview. Oh, that looks all right. Like, um, Guaranteed job interview afterwards yeah. if you do the course, yeah. pay for the course. Yeah. And you've got so many people that are looking after it. So literally, they just like to say, it's just a, a conveyor belt. They put you into a commercial gym. They start you off. You can't, you don't make enough money to pay your rent. So you leave and they just put another one in. They don't care. But as long as there's someone in there paying rent, someone's paying the fees or whatever. Um, and I think, obviously, that's at a lower level, like the PTs at any commercial gym. Uh, I've not really seen a good PT in ages. Um, and then I think as we go up to, obviously, people like the idea of online coaching more than PT because it's probably less work, more money. Um, so then that appeals. Um, and I think, again, you don't need any qualifications to do it. So it's very easy to, to get into it. Um, and most people use themselves as the advert. Yeah. But someone else got them in that shape. And then they're now just going to regurgitate what they got told. So they've had, they've got no experience of actually dealing with anything. Mm. And they just start marketing themselves. But then they say to themselves, oh, well, I'm, I'm not very good. So to be fair on others, I'm only going to charge £30 a month. But then they advertise them as a £30 a month online coach. So you've got someone trolling the internet and they go, oh, yeah. right, I want an online coach. Well, that one's 150 quid a month. Oh, this one's 30 quid a month. I'm going to go with 30 <laughs> quid a month. <laughs> yeah. So they dilute the industry. They then give you a shit service because it's cheap, but they don't know what they do. So that person then gets poor coaching and comes out the other side of it going, oh, that online coaching is not worth it. They don't say, oh, I'm actually going to try the expensive one and get a result. And I just think there's too many people um, that just literally either do one show or get in shape once and then think that they can go and replicate that in, in a lot of individuals. Yeah. Um, like they don't, I think you sort of got to earn your stripes. Like when I first started, I started helping people out, like friends out with diets and stuff. But, but the thing is, they never even got themselves in shape. A coach did, but if if you've got yourself in shape and you do some research stuff and you actually you can do it, you know you can do it. You've at least then got like a, a foundation of knowledge to then start working with. <clears throat> but when someone's told you how to do it, yeah, I don't think that counts. You haven't experienced, like you haven't tr done any trial and error, or because every everyone's different. Mm. You respond to different things, and I think. I just think it's a bit of a mess. And you've got some guys who are very, very good. But it's up to how, how does somebody work out if you're good until they work with them? Obviously, you've got word of mouth. But I still think a lot of people get clients off of their status or presence on Instagram as opposed yeah. to caliber of coaching. Yeah. Too many people these days want to hashtag what their coach or, or tag their coach in a video. They're literally paying someone £150 a month to be able to tag them in a story, I'm sure. 
I see it all the time. Like, I don't think, oh, that person's popular on Instagram. Oh, I, I want to be able to tag them in it. I'm going to use them. Exactly yeah, you said about why would you pay 30 quid when you 150 when you could pay 30? You've got the same. Why would you go with someone with 10,000 followers when you could go with someone with 150,000 followers? They think the person with 150,000 followers is more knowledge than the 10,000. Yeah. Purely just because of the followers. Yeah. Well, and that's, I think, I don't even know if there's anything you can do like to combat it. Um, I think all you can do is try and educate people as to how to pick a coach. Like, look, don't look at them, look at their portfolio of clients. Speak to people they work with. Like, and I think you can have a very good coach who's got very good results, but he's not necessarily right for that individual. People just don't get on. I think you have to, to be a good coach, you have to be able to empathize with people. And you have to, I think you do have to build up a good relationship with your client to be able to get on. And you can't have a good relationship with everyone. So I do think that in a lot of research has to be done. Um, if you're just, if we're just talking like bodybuilding prep coaches, you just someone want someone to get you in shape, really. So find someone that gets people in shape. But then again, a portfolio is only a highlight reel. Yeah. Like, just because you've got 10 people in shape, you might have 200 clients and they all bond. Yeah. yeah. It's very, it's very, very small, the shit. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. To, and then the thing is, once you get a coach that starts getting a good reputation, they then attract a higher caliber of athlete that anybody could prep. So it works in yeah. like, it's yeah. a bit of a sample, obviously, the better your reputation, you actually get clients that are easier to work with. So then you get other people looking, oh, fucking hell, look at him. Well, yeah, a monkey could have prepped him. But yeah. people, yeah. oh, he must be brilliant because look at all these guys he's got. He's like, but he didn't, they didn't, ha- they weren't, they were already that good when they went to him. Um, so I think there's, I just think it's very, very difficult like, to even mm. pinpoint. Like, I mean, I, I only work with a handful of bodybuilders. Like Most of my work is like, the average person who wants to do some work. Like, get in shape or like, holidays and this and that. Because yeah. um, bodybuilders are high maintenance anyway. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. It is a strange one. And then you, you're the first cop out as well. Like I've, I've seen it before. Switch coach. Someone, someone gets in absolutely amazing shape. They do really well, and then they don't place because somebody else better turned up, or they came third and didn't win. But they were at their limit. Like you could not have been better on that day. Yeah. Like you couldn't have done anything better. Like bodybuilding is all always about who turns up at the end of the day. Like you see people win shit shows then a following later going from six like they didn't get any worse yeah yeah and vice versa but then people are like oh you know and then they want to go somewhere else they never give a cut or people come to me they message me and say oh i want prepping um my shows my shows in nine months time and i say okay cool blah blah, blah. yeah so shall i come to you about 12 12 weeks out and it's like give me a chance now like, Jeez. let me get to know you like yeah, yeah. People just want prep and then they disappear and oh I can get I, I can do off season on my own or I can do this on my own. 
and they very rarely can. Yeah. But again, I think it's, it's money and um, and then people expect it for free. Yeah. Like it's that industry, Every, everybody wants it for free. Um, it's the only industry where it seems to um, happen. You should just be able to tell people how to get in shape. You shouldn't charge them. And, but like that, and, I if, and if there are people that have come and, and like they ask and then when I tell them the price, oh no, I can't afford it. And then it's just asking loads and loads of questions for free. And it's like, you're kind of, kind of asking for the service. Yeah. You're, you're in a half like a of that way. You need to know them. Yeah. And then it's like, no. yeah, stop. I've got um, some people like that at the moment who are just like, they're like, oh, like, can you check my squat form? And they'll send me, they'll start sending me like a fuckload of videos of them training. Like, what's my form like? How, how good? I'm like, fuck off. <laughs> like, like, go to someone at your gym, get them to look at you. Someone that you've paid for. I, I presume, like, there's PTs at a gym that you've paid for previously. Get someone else to look at it. Like, you know, right? like, it, it, it does get to a point where, it, like, if you, if, if you give them an inch, people can take a mile, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't think there's any saving in it. I think it will only get worse until there is either a proper qualification put in place um, that stops you from giving out any nutritional advice, hypothetical or otherwise. Yeah. Um, but then I think that will also... I know like the, the top coaches that are putting out a lot of good stuff, they're all calling for that, but they don't have that. So I think... <laughs> It's going to stop everyone. Um, I don't know how it can be policed. Yeah. Um, I don't know that people are just going to have to either learn the hard way. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even it's just bullshit. But again, it's all about marketing. Yeah, 100%. I, I see all the time like people pulling people in with shit adverts or just bullshit. Like, yeah. Um, like I say, it's just Instagram and social media. And mm. people just bullshit people. Yeah, 100%. yeah. I, I think it's that's why as well. Like for example, like I I remember do, I did my PT call with um, with Tim, and I remember just doing it. And like we did it in, in like a month or two, and like I didn't I didn't have to like practice or revise or try for any of it. It was yeah. like, it was stuff I already like pretty much already knew. Banged it out, done. And then at that point, I was like, oh, yeah, I could just now go work in the gym. And I was like, this yeah. is insane. Like, as soon as I did the qual, I was yeah. just like, this, this, like, this can't just be it. Yeah. It's like, to me, personal training, it's not a job, it's a trade. It's like, would you go for a plumber who's just got his license two weeks ago? Or do you want to go for the guy who's fixed 100 bathrooms? It's, it's a trade, it's not a job. Yeah. Because it's... You get what I mean? Yeah, that's why I ended up going on and do it. Like that's what I'm doing yeah. now. Exactly. No, there's no credit. Like now I'm doing like work experience and doing like I have opportunities, placements, and actually working with athletes and stuff, and working with individuals who are you know who are higher maintenance and stuff, and like there's no credibility. Yeah. <laughs> if you, you just get PT qual and that's it, and it is down to experience as well. Like even I could get this degree. If I've done nothing in that time and just studied, then I'm going to be a shit coach anyway. <laughs> yeah, because there's no application. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%.
yeah. to so round that, off do you want to go for some quick fire questions guys yeah let's do it let's uh let's go through some because we've been on for nearly two hours and bloody hell yeah. it's flown by hasn't it flown by isn't it it's what you get when you got a nice yeah when you got game. a good conversation a good game. <laughs> right okay who's starting anyone go shoot you boys i never put the question box on so did you not because you're I a got fucking got tosser aren't you yeah. <laughs> God's sake! <laughs> um, I will ask Alex and Matt. What are you getting any new equipment? The questions out. What's the matter with you? What's that? Muscle flex. Is he going to be getting any new equipment by the time I, I'm I'm home in about Easter, so I'll be back for a month then. Uh, probably not because we've got no space. You just got the hammer sent stuff on you. You replaced the presses. Yeah, we've got that. You not used it yet? No, I won't. I, I've left just as they came. Yeah, uh, so we've got that, but we've literally we've run out of space, mate. But okay. don't need don't need much more. Yeah, there's, there's not much out there. I mean, we've got we've got pretty much everything. Yeah, um, can't find a good ball over anywhere, so like um, it'll just be a case of upgrading, um, upgrading stuff, and then towards the end of the year, we're going to put um, a mess floor in, and then obviously. Yeah. Put the cardio stuff up there um, with the posing room, and then that'll free up some more space to get some more kit. Um, but yeah, the minute we're we're about to put an office in. Um, Where are you putting that? Literally, as you come in above the toilet. No, we're going to just switch. It's going to move over to where the sofas and stuff are now. We're just going to have an office and staff it a bit, so it'll be open during the day, as opposed yeah. to um, just member only. Um, but yeah, in terms of kit, we've got no plans to. I mean, I still always look for stuff if, if something pops up, but um, I think we're, we're pretty much covered. Yeah, it's yeah, decent. Um, one that I think we asked this last time, but I think it's always interesting asking what people have to say. Um, what, what would you be your biggest piece of advice for someone who's beginning? Or if you could go back and give yourself some advice? Um, hmm, I think. Biggest piece of advice is learn how to train hard before you do anything else. Um, too many people now have got the most complicated training plans, um, but they just can't do the business in the gym. And I think I see it a lot with clients. They will, they could, they literally follow the plan. Every box is ticked. Yeah, did that thirty minutes to cardio. Every meal hit. Did did my set. Did my training. But there's no intensity in the training. And I think yeah. you really, really change your physique. Whether you want to build muscle, obviously it's a necessity. But even in terms of burning fat, like just ticking the boxes and just going through the motions and having your meals isn't good enough. If you really, really want to affect change in your physique, you will see a massive difference by training with some intensity. Like, and people think they train hard. What I would say is find someone who is notorious for training hard. Uh, an Anth Bales would be perfect. Pay for a session. Learn what hard training is, what it feels like, and then just look to replicate it every single session. Um, so many people these days are focused on either logbooks and increasing numbers, doing this, doing that. And, well, when should I structure my exercises? How many days rest should I have? And then you see them in a the gym and it's just shit. Like, 
there's like, oh, you, there's two or three more reps there, mate. Or mm-hmm. like, and people just can't push to where they need to push. Um, so I think that would be the first thing. Literally, just if you want to be a bodybuilder or a physique athlete, learn how to train hard. Like, then then learn how to train smart afterwards. Well, that's that's the problem. Like back in the nineties, I think everyone used to train like an idiot, and it was so intense when people got hurt. And then the saying came out, train smart, not hard. So people just stopped training hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I'm being smart. Like, you know, you're being a pussy. Like, at least they don't mean, like, stop training hard. They just mean, like, you can still train hard with correct form. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, people are just, like, missing reps. Oh, that was it. Yeah, I'm done. Like, I don't want to push too hard. Like, and I think that that's where most people do go wrong. They just lack right. in you give any... Any good level bodybuilder, if you watch them train, they're on a different level in terms of intensity. Mm. That's one thing they've all got in common of any era of your training style, your training split. It's the intensity that the top bodybuilders all produce. Yeah, yeah exactly. 100%. That's the thing that runs through them all. Yeah. And I think some people, some people just have just got it. Some people are a little bit sadistic and they enjoy the pain. And they, they probably don't even think, oh, that was horrible. Like they enjoyed it, but they went to the limit. And there's some people that have just got something that stopped them even getting close. Yeah. I think I think it, it'll take a while, but it can be trained into you. But you've yeah. just got to you've got to experience it. You'll never know. I ask anyone, I go, Do you train hard? Yeah, of course I do. And then you what and you go, you don't. But they think they do because they just haven't been taught otherwise. Yeah, there's always a next level, isn't there? There's always a... I, I, I say I train really, really hard, like really, really hard. But if I go and train with, like, if I go and train with Matt, and I went and trained with Dorian, had a session with Dorian, and like it's, you, there's, there's another step up, whether it's just having, or not having that extra 30 seconds rest between a set and getting back in. Like there's just there's always a little manipulation when you train yeah. when you can you can step up and such. Absolutely. Awesome. Joe got one issue. Yeah, it's a simple one. It's it's not quite as interesting as that. Someone has commented, uh, Jay versus Dorian. Whose physique do you prefer? Jay. Or Dorian? Jay yeah. Dorian. Um. So Jay's my favourite bodybuilder. Um, in if like we're talking about like everything, I don't think in terms of just bodybuilding, he's the best bodybuilder to have lived. Um, but in terms of like personality, what he's done for the sport, um, how I see his physique. Um, so I think out of the two, if I was going to pick, I'd pick Jay. Sorry to any Dorian. <laughs> yeah, let me check on. Um, I think I do. I do agree to extent that like I feel like Jay was probably one of the most overlooked Mister Olympias in memory, just because of the caliber of people he was competing against. He, he tried for years to try and overtake Ronnie. I feel like that that like as a result he gets played down quite a lot. Yeah, well that's the thing. I mean, if, if, I mean, how many seconds did he have? If Ronnie got there, he's got a shitload of Olympias. And Ron, Ronnie, in terms of body, Ronnie is the greatest bodybuilder ever. Like in terms of just yeah. pure bodybuilding. And I don't think, on stage, yeah. 100%. I don't think there will ever be another Ronnie. Like, ever. I think that's it. Yeah. Bodybuilding probably peaked at Ronnie in terms of what he brought. I think you'll get something as good but different. Yeah. yeah. But in terms of just actually sheer size 
like just the way he trained. Just yeah, he was Mr. Olympia in the gym as well as outside the gym. Yeah, he was just and he, and he was just hilarious as well. Like he, <laughs> he, he's just got it. Like, he'll get off figure. He's so he's just laughing. Like it wasn't hard to. He, he pushed to the limit and then he just like he just flicked the switch, did his set, turned it off again. Like he didn't give a fuck. He was just yeah. like, but no one would like you. You won't train him. Like he did when people say, "Oh, you need to lift heavy weight and do high volume." He is that example. Yeah, like, yeah. he was just like, unbelievable. He was the best of both. Like, just so strong. Like, just fucking phenomenal. Yeah. And then I think on stage, no one could touch him. Yeah. Until they obviously had like nerve injuries and stuff. Yeah. Who do you think got another one to uh, to Ronnie? Do you think, like, is there anyone who trains close to as hard as he did? Dory? To run? Yeah. Uh, no, I think I think Branch Warren was a bit crazier. Yeah. Um, a little bit more insane. Um, but no, nah, I, I don't think there's I don't think there's anyone that's like on, on Roddy's level. It's a lot of people overlook that as well. And I think it's because he, he, he made it look so fucking easy. Oh yeah, we probably was that's what I mean yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but he's not like class, screaming yeah. his head off or anything he's just having a dance and they're like oh, yeah. he's, not, he's not training hard that's just Ronnie like mm. you know I think uh, he, you play the style that people people now they say oh like they, they think that they do the same lifts as Ronnie yeah don't train like Ronnie like yeah he might be throwing up some 200 pound dumbbells but he'd probably just done a set of 10 of the 190s, the 180s, and the 160s. <laughs> Whereas in people do two reps, one rep, one rep, one rep, then do a, a top step. Yeah. Ronnie would literally just go like 10 reps, 10 reps, 10 reps, 10 reps. And then he still had that in the tank. If he, I think if he trained the way that people seem to nowadays, where they literally leave everything in the tank for that one rep, like he'd have been like. Pre- they're pressing ridiculous amounts. Yeah, I mean, you see him do high like when he does his um, upsets. Yeah, side um, lateral raises. I think he does like he'll do like 10, 10 and ten as he moves up. Then he'll go five pound heavier. Ten. I mean, the volume he's already done by. I think he's on nine sets, and I think he's side lateral raise like nine pound dumbbells. <laughs> nine for ten. Yeah. Like that's insane. Yeah, and yeah. You know, he, he, his shoulders must have been absolutely fried. Yeah. Um. But I mean, and deadlifting and squatting. I mean, that's just sheer strength. I think you can. Yeah. That way, he's just strong. Yeah. And his pure genetic capability to recover from that amount as well. It's ridiculous. Which yeah. He also that was the other thing as well was like he he just he didn't feel a, he had such a pain threshold as well. So like I think I saw something and it was like when he slipped his disc in his back deadlifting, yeah. squatting or whatever it was, he didn't even notice for like most of the day until he was getting ready for work and he like was putting on his like work top and was like ah something my back kind of aches and then went to the doctors and like yeah you've slipped a disc in your spine he just was like oh okay just didn't even notice until that point I think he's so laid back anyway like, you can't yeah. not walk running yeah. yeah and even now like he's still training out of the half of people on Instagram and he's had yeah. nine surgeries like yeah. he's still leg pressing yeah, it's true. It's passion, isn't it? I think I know the word intensity gets thrown around a lot when it comes to training, but for me, most people, the two worried about filling in the boxes, 
like the passion for actually going to the gym yeah. and training and reaching the point of failure. That's yeah, still got Leicester a little bit now. Yeah. yeah like, I, think, I think that's why people that train out do it. Like there's there's a lot of people that they they enjoy the side effects of their training. They enjoy looking good or they enjoy getting on stage and that's what they're aiming for. But not enough people love the process. Yeah, once you can really, really fall in love with the process, yeah, it doesn't really matter what happens come show day or anything like that. Like, but that's just some people's opinions that are funny. Like, and you can be okay with that whether you come first, second, third, or fourth. A lot of people kill like they hate it. I've done all, I did all that for nothing. And it's, I think if that's your mindset, like, what do you mean you did all that for nothing? That was the best yeah. part. Yeah, yeah. Out is why we do it. If, yeah. if competitive bodybuilding disappeared, I'd still be there training at. Yeah, definitely. And I'd still want to be just, like some people look at you in the gym like, Matt, oh God. Like, and, and to me, it's just normal. Yeah. Like, what's the point in getting on there and doing it if you're just going to stop halfway through? Yeah. And then you get off and out. Like, oh, that was fun. Like, fucking hurt, but it was fun. Yeah. And I think if you can embrace it and like, not, oh, fuck's sake, it's like leg day or more shit like fucking eight legs yeah my people was getting a negative <laughs> 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 so, so many people just do not enjoy the process of bodybuilding yeah. or, like yeah but i love dieting like because i just love doing it like even if the stage wasn't there you, you'd yeah. still do it but not enough people would and i think they're the ones that they don't know how to train that yeah, yeah. what side of the hardcore bodybuilding never die because you still have the people that even if Instagram yeah. and social media went away or if it's there or not, we've still got the same amount of people that would push it. There's still the niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there still always will be the niche. Yeah. It's like, speaking of that, I've got another question. It's like, who's your, what's your thoughts on the current state of British competitive bodybuilding and who do you rank at the top? Pro or amateur? Professional. That's what they've asked anyway. So. Uh, I, I think it's the best it's ever been in terms of I mean, obviously, because of the way the ProCAD system has changed, um, it's allowed us to have a lot more current pros all at the same time. Um, so I think, obviously, you've got Nathan, Luke, James, mm. um, Samson. I think they're all very, very good. Hopefully, we see Sass come back. Yeah. Um, come on. Jamie, Jamie Derego is looking very, very good going into yeah. I don't know if he's going to go two twelve, and no idea how. He looks huge. Yeah, he's only a midget, isn't he? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what he weighs, but yeah, he looks. Uh, he looks In phenomenal. Percy looks insane. Yeah. Um, so looking forward to that. Obviously, James Llewellyn uh, is doing the Irish two twelve as well. Um, you think that nine weeks out, ten weeks out, some pictures of him. He's looking good. Yeah, uh, flex going Jamie into the open. Go hells as well. The open, which I don't know how it's going to go. But we had this discussion the other day, and I, I said I think it'll be good. In terms of his physique, I don't think he's a top six Olympian. Really? But I think in terms of because it's the IFBB, mm. it's flex. I think he might creep in. Again, it depends who turns up. Yeah. Like if if Phil comes back this year, he's down a place. Um, yeah. Obviously, Rami's going to be there, and if Rami has a good showing at the Arnold, he's going to be down a place. Um, we'll see. I think. I don't think he's. I don't think he's good enough back to front. 
for an open. He, he never was from 212, but he could hide it well in poses in terms of his back-to-front fitness. Do you, do you think that with the added mass that will, fingers crossed, come through? Do you think that'll be a thing? or I don't think you're going to see any added mass. I, I just think he's going to be fuller. Um, I think... It's going to be like 218 or something. Probably like listening to people. Like he looks his best, apparently, at 220. Whereas <laughs> every time he's, he, he's, he's had to make 212... Dieting off muscle, he, he's he's had he, he's had to suck it down. But I, I reckon every time he's been on a two twelve on on a Friday night at the Olympia stage, I still think he's two twenty two twenty five anyway every year. Um, just like all of them are. Hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. Um, we'll see. I think I think it'll be an interesting year. Yeah, um, they've got a really good Arnold's lineup. Yeah, um, absolutely, um, and Zach Khan as well. Competing at the British, which is co- just cool to see, in my opinion. Yeah, he did it last year, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that like exactly. fast prep or something like that. I think he prepped for like six weeks or something. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I think the British will be good, but I, I do think, I think in terms of like the comp, I mean, we've got Cuba making his pro debut, which I'm really excited to see. Yeah. Um, I, I think in terms of the pros, I. He's the best he's ever been. I want to see is the giant. Is the giant making his um, debut? Or is he already yeah. IPV? Yeah, he's doing the British. Debut. Hopefully, we get him on, yeah. on the show next week. Yeah, uh, Jamie Johar. Jamie Johar. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he's doing the British, isn't he? Um, so yeah, I think. I mean, I, I, I can't look. I, I can't see past Luke for the British. Hmm. Um, I mean, to be yeah. fair, you don't know, I don't know if someone might be coming from abroad, but I mean, in terms of the British guys... Um, he is it, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't see anyone beating Luke. The Asher's not doing the British, is he? I wouldn't be surprised if he jumps in, though, to be honest, because he's going to be in shape for the Arnold. You, we've mm. seen him do, what, New York, change his physique in a week, come down for California. Yeah. I don't think he beats Sassan, but to the judges, he beat Sassan in, what, 2018? Mm. Yeah. Did the same yeah. last year. So we will see, but he, he likes to jump in shows last minute, and it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if he wants a bit of finish off unfinished business from last year when it never ended up happening. So mm. we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Mm. Right, lads. Um, we've been going for over two hours. Definitely. Yeah, wow. It's best to call it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. Thank you so much, Matt, for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's been, a, it's awesome. been good, this. Um, hopefully we'll probably maybe do you want to come on again maybe a bit closer to your chat about bodybuilding that's all right fantastic doesn't have to be about bodybuilding by the way doesn't have to be yeah (laughs) (laughs) if you've got any more interests feel free to uh, throw them out there Um, while you're here do you want to uh, plug all your your stuff your gym etc yeah if anyone's ever in the area or fancy a day out um, yeah down to the gym muscle flex um it's muscleflex.gym on Instagram. Um, I think it's a good gym. <laughs> I, I can agree with that. You, you know. two will be coming down visiting one day, yeah. won't you? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll, so we'll be down for the, come, for the come show anyway. Yeah, yeah we'll be down for the barbarian. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right then. Um, guys, uh, thank you for watching as always. Um, please share, like, comment, uh, let us know what you think. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. All right. Thank you.